0: There's something wrong with my drink. It's clear. Did I get water? Definitely not water. Guess it's time to talk about vodka. We're going to talk all about how it's made, where it's from, and anything else. So pour a shot and have a drink. Lagavulin Neat. Clear alcohols are for rich women on diets.
1: to have a drink the show where you learn along with us about the glorious drink called beer i'm Brittany lee walker
2: i'm justin frazier i'm christopher walker and i'm casey price
0: hey hey, hey, look who's back and for a non-beer episode too (laughs) i know we're pulling out all the stops (laughs) i like it
3: so how's everybody been
0: good good anybody uh had anything new and exciting to drink recently uh, I
3: mean, I I may have been hunting some Pokemon
0: out by Hopcat a lot lately. <laughs> Man, uh, no, how much you've been to Hopcat is making me very jealous.
3: Well, okay, you have, you know, not all of us have a Braxton next door. Fair.
0: This is true. Uh,
3: no, I will say, uh, I was at Hopcat, and I've had a couple, like, really neat things over there. I was trying some of their, their hoppier items on their menu, but, uh, I Hoppy. went in there. And I was, uh, I was there with some other people I knew, and I was like, yeah, can I get a, uh, I tried the the Ingot IPL, their, their India Pale Lager. They bring out a glass, and it's solid black. <laughs> Not pale at all. <laughs> and I went, and, like, the server walked away and it came back, like, uh, sir, I don't mean to, like, I just, I don't, I think you gave me the wrong, wrong drink. He's like, oh, um, I mean, I, I gave you the Ingot. Right, and I point at the menu. See, that's that's an India Pale Lager. <laughs> I hold up the drink. This this not so pale. He said, "Oh, well, I'll go talk to the bartender." And what they had actually given me was a uh, a bornum Double. Uh, <laughs> so, not not really an India Pale Lager at all. Uh, it was delicious, and it should have been given to me in a stifter, and instead they gave it to me in basically a tulip oh gosh, so I had like twice the beer I was supposed to have, and they like, just yeah. just keep that one, no charge
0: <laughs> no uh,
2: charge for double the beer, and you're like, sounds oh no. good to me uh, <laughs> And double like that that's a Belgian style, so that's a pretty expensive beer too, I'm sure
3: yeah, no, uh, and then like I you know I did get to get around to trying to ink it, and that was actually pretty. Pretty solid too. Like, I mean, it was it was Hoppy, but not like murder you Hoppy. I guess <laughs> uh, it
1: wasn't laud yeah. Hoppy.
3: <laughs> no, not Hulad. Uh But what about anybody else? Anyone else had anything neat this week? I
1: don't think we've tried anything
0: else, have we? Um, I believe since the last episode, just to I don't beat this horse. <laughs> we were down at Braxton. Gasp! No, water's Gosh. wet. Did you know that? <laughs> um, Breaking news Chris <laughs> and Brittany went to Braxton They do uh, <laughs> <laughs> A quarterly IPA That uh, oh, yeah. 10% Of all proceeds Go back into our local community huh. And it's only sold In northern Kentucky In the local community So we get to drink it and reap the rewards But um, this, They call it their trophy It's a different one every quarter and this one was brewed with it's different hops every time, and it's uh, Doctor Rudy.
4: Yeah, they always just name
0: it after the hops. I'd, Rudy, we'd never heard of these hops, but um, they said, "Yeah, here you go."
1: It was <laughs> like a there was a citrus and a hint of like pine. The pine I, is
0: very faint in the, It is like citra up on the so front. It is. Much-
3: much more citra, much more like citrusy sort of feel than it is like I'm drinking
0: gin beer. Very much. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. We actually missed uh, Firkin Friday tonight uh, to do the episode, and uh, the Firkin was the Dr. Rudy with lemon peel zest and. What else was it? Oh, I can't remember. Is it lemon peel zest infused and. Uh, dry hopped with citra hops. Oh, okay. Ah. I was just thinking maybe it had like a healthy dose of, you know, they just doubled down strong
3: illicit narcotics.
0: <laughs> they just doubled down.
1: Okay, so the, the Doctor Rudy is um So it's a, it's technically Dr. an American pale ale and it says it's single hopped and then dry hopped with Doctor Rudy and the it's it's got characteristics of citrus peel, pine and lemongrass. That's about right. Yeah. Looks sorry, like- now
3: all I'm thinking about sorry, now all I'm thinking about is the idea of like making a drink called a Doctor Feel Good.
1: <laughs> God that has to exist, yeah. right? You can buy the
0: well, Doctor I mean, they Feel make things, Good dildo. They now. make things
3: called like you know, I said they make things called like Russian quaaludes. So mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like uh, Doctor Rudy's a New Zealand style hop, because I hadn't heard of it before this this came out. Uh super alpha super alpha style. I see why. It was released in 1976.
0: Oh, so this is like a throwback. Yep. Nice. It is really good, though. I
1: liked it. Did
3: did you notice your pants becoming bell-bottoms when (laughs) you drank?
0: When I drank The Good Doctor? No, No. because
1: at the time we were also trying to work on the uh, Cincinnati Burger Week, and so we had a burger from Cuban Pete's food truck. (laughs) Mine
0: was dry as hell. I don't know My if it was line. I don't know yeah. if it was the bun, but it was supposed to have this beer cheese and where they used the beer from the brewery there to make the cheese and there was like no cheese on mine. I was I was disappointed in that. I think the burger t- was good, but it was just dry.
1: It was the Cuban mm-hmm. bread, I think, mm-hmm. that
0: helped. Yeah. yeah, that definitely it's got
2: mm-hmm. more of a tough texture to it. Yeah,
0: that it definitely did.
1: <laughs> but yeah. Um Casey, anything for you?
2: Maybe I'm um, too. I mean, well, you know, it's just one of those. Uh, I, after listening to the last episode, I decided to go out and try uh, another half of Weissen mm. and you know, that was kind of the biggest thing of the past week. I haven't drank a whole lot of beer in the past week or two. Um, I got okay, so the. You're,
3: you're made it drunk.
2: <laughs> no, right. I've been I've been pretty sober for the past two weeks. That's not been well. It's been difficult <laughs>
0: we need an intervention <laughs> the man needs to be drunk no
1: we're all preparing for merton season
0: yeah <laughs> it's oh, let my liver Octoberfest
1: rest. beers all come out next month in august so the
0: very first <laughs> Oktoberfest has reared its head uh i saw on yeah, the uh, beer sam beer adams
3: Oktoberfest, uh i was able uh i was able to place an order for it um last week at oh. red lobster to wow. come in this week
0: is it the on the beer subreddit? Uh, someone has seen this year's Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest on shelves. Oh, it's it, a race. So Sierra Nevada beat everyone to it, and it is it is on shelves, ready to be bought and drank. Mm. <laughs> <And laughs> that is everyone's
1: is. reaction.
3: <laughs> yeah, like and whatever I find, them, I'm like, oh, I don't like the taste of beer. I've- have you tried one of these and just start handing out merritsons to them? Have you, heard, yeah.
1: have you heard the good word about Oktoberfest?
3: I go next. I go door to door with a pamphlet and some beer. I'm not wearing pants yeah.
0: because I've had some <laughs> of, of my own not. beer. Cops always get called. It's yeah. it's, it's just trouble. Good it's sir, awkward.
1: have you heard what a merritson is?
0: <laughs>
3: Except it's more like Have
0: you heard what a merritson is? <laughs> uh, slap and tickle.
3: Yeah. Uh, slap and tickle. <laughs> All right, uh, speaking of slap and tickle what's uh what's up in
0: the news yes uh, okay, our first story is the one we never wanted to hear, but it has come to pass the a b m Bev Saab Miller merger has been approved by the Department of Justice here in maybe
3: we did maybe we did want to hear it maybe we wanted a moratorium on this story
0: here in these states united <laughs> these states united. <laughs> But the well, article the article reads, Just as the prophecies foretold, in the not-too-distant future, a bland <laughs> beer-brewing monolith would emerge on the horizon, comprised of many other brewing companies, both large and small. That imposing figure would be hastily dubbed Beer Voltron. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. And it would attempt to rule the beer-drinking and distribution worlds.
3: How far in the distant future? Uh, Today. (laughs) In the year 2000.
0: (laughs) Well, that day for the U.S. is officially today. Regulators have approved the AB AB InBev acquisition of Saab Miller, contingent upon the sale of Saab Miller's U.S. business, Miller Lite and High Life, will jump back to the Molson Corps' yacht, keeping AB and Miller cores competitive, at least here in the U.S., yeah, that's – from the get-go, that's what everyone expected.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, but what this is, deal yeah. is not – oh, go ahead. I was just going to say one of the big things that I read down, like third third
2: paragraph in this does it says that it keeps – one of the conditions of them merging is that it keeps them from using these ridiculous incentive programs that encourage distributors and retailers to sell its products while avoiding craft beer. Now, right. I read that and I think – It's not been that long that they've really kicked up what kind of incentive programs they've been pushing out. They've always had something similar, but just recently they've kicked that up. So the tinfoil hat wearing person inside of me says maybe they came out with these really ridiculous programs in order to have something to give to the DOJ as a trade before they even got there. Let's just go big, guys, because we um, know they're going to want something in return. Let's go big, and I mean, that way we've got something to give them.
0: It's been... I mean, over the past year, we've seen these shady practices coming in, and it's been I mean, their fight seen, against craft beer. Like, it's been the only way they can we've try seen and...
3: Shady, we've seen shady practices from
0: craft beer, too. Well, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Both Certain sides. Both sides have been guilty. But this is, I mean, the distributors are getting, you know, massive kickbacks and all this stuff to put AB InBev products out there rather than the little guy. And maybe it's just us wanting to be like, hey, the little guy is getting crapped on, and it's not right. But Mm -hmm. you could be right. It is really (laughs) only over the last year that we've seen this stuff really get kind of crazy.
2: And and to be you know fair and balanced on that you've got it's only been over the past few years that craft beer has really posed a big threat to big beer, but mm-hmm. it to make the incentive programs even more outrageous, it seems like they they are just stepping it up to give something back to the
0: DOJ.
3: Also, no one can use the words fair and balance anymore. they've been tainted to me. I'm pretty sure Fox News <laughs> actually
0: owns the rights to it. Didn't I tell you all to send your
2: check-in? Um, yeah, we had to uh, lease those
0: those rights. I'll die first. Um, but they, I like this when they have the here's what the Brewers Association had to say about the deal. Uh, Today's decision by the Department of Justice to approve the acquisition of Saab Miller by ABI stipulates many of the safeguards we just talked about uh, for fair competition, and need access to market for America's small and independent craft brewers. While we continue to believe that the merger of the world's two largest brewers is bad for both the beer industry and consumers, the DOJ's significant requirements, including the termination of incentive programs, such as the voluntary Anheuser-Busch incentive. I'm not going to read all of these incentives off <laughs> that they brought up.
3: I'm pretty sure one of these incentives is... Uh... Show a picture of you shooting your craft beer uh,
0: stock, and we'll give you money. (laughs) Yeah, they uh, went on, the Brewers Association will closely examine the consent decree and compliance with its provisions, as well as monitor ABI's actions, specifically with regard to the acquisition of independent craft brewers. We remain concerned about how past, pending, and future acquisitions may shift the dynamics of the current beer market. We will continue to encourage the DOJ to monitor and, where necessary, take action to remedy any anti-competitive efforts of ABI's behavior in the U.S. This is... I mean, how much authority does the Brewers Association actually have here in the U.S.?
2: The BA is pretty big um, because you've got the craft beer, craft brewers, and you've got the BA. They're a pretty big lobby group. I don't know what size they are compared to everything else, um, but scale uh, of one to uh, NRA. How big are we? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're probably. They're probably pretty far up there, especially if you consider them, that they partner with some larger organization, or I mean some, some other organizations, and, and it's not just one organization. They they kind of work together a little bit to uh, build their super PAC.
3: Oh, so like environmental lobby
2: big. Okay, <laughs> okay well, a <laughs> little larger than that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no tobacco industry, um, no NRA, no... Uh, the American uh, Physician Society, whatever that one is, um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, sure.
0: but yeah, they're up there. Okay, it's just I don't know about how that's gonna. They're basically trying to be the tattletales and be the police force behind trying to be like, oh well, ABI is starting to overstep. You know what they're getting ready to do is gonna undo what the DOJ tried to set. As a precedence here, I don't yeah. know. The whole thing just feels so shaky.
3: It, maybe
0: dystopian at, beer future is upon us.
3: You know, all I keep thinking is I—I I know that it could theoretically affect the distribution, but if if everything continues as it has been, if they're just doing this so they can get a bigger market share, I guess um, it it doesn't really like affect me at all until it affects distribution because otherwise I'm like, I'm still not buying most of their products.
0: Yeah. That is kind of some of the interesting things because uh, Molson Coors letting, you know, all the brands that they had been acquiring over the years back into the wild.
2: All right. So I've got a little bit, a little bit more information coming back in on the Brewers Association lobby spending. Uh, first started lobbying, uh, spending money on lobbying in two thousand and eight, so they 're fairly new to the game. Um, they have shrunk the numbers that they 've been the number that they 've been putting into their lobby groups. They contributed two hundred and fifty nine thousand to the federal government, and in two thousand and twelve that number was larger at three hundred and fifty three thousand hmm. dollars so nothing nothing outrageous. But the beer wine, and liquor industry as a whole spent $23 million on lobbying. Woo!
0: Yeah. So, yeah. This is... no. I like that it's come down. We're almost... We're getting close to what would have been an, our year marker for doing this show. It's crazy that's sneaking up on us. And our one of our first news stories was that this was starting. And it's taken a <laughs> year of you know, everybody ditching the extra weight and cutting the fat around the edges and packing it in elsewhere to go ahead and be cut off. For so
2: good when everything moves at the speed of government. Yeah. Well,
0: oh, When everything we moves even, at the speed of hearings.
3: We even <laughs> knew starting this out that like this was going to be a long, long story.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing about it, but, yeah, it's... It's here, it's come to pass We now, there's no more dreading it It is upon us, we live in this It's, it's, it's put here it to bed. It's
3: here, it's Something, to get used to it <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yes, okay, we'll go ahead And scooch on into our Next news story Which, it's another horse We've beaten to death <laughs> Goose Island, hey, did you hear the Bourbon County Stouts Last year were infected with Lactobacillus Nope, never heard a word
3: of it. Never?
0: Oh well, I'm surprised. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm I'm only
3: ba- vaguely paying attention at any <laughs> given moment. So,
0: <laughs> well, um, we had some more details on the story because we ran this again uh, just a couple weeks ago. We just talked about it. They had they said two. It was real shaky and confusing because they kept saying two more of the Bourbon County brand stouts from last year. I was like, wait, weren't there only four? So that would be all of them? I think there were six. 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 Okay. But what it came down to on uh, the recalls, the latest batch, is uh, batches of the 2015 Bourbon County brand stout bottles eligible for refunds were bottled on these dates. Pay attention if you have the Bourbon County brand stouts from last year, Casey. October ninth. Yeah, go back in and check that list. October 9th October twelfth, October twenty first, October twenty second, October twenty third, October twenty sixth, October thirtieth, November fourth, and November fifth. The lone batch of proprietors Bourbon County Stout brewed and eligible for refund is September eighteenth, is when that one was brewed. So if you have any of the regular. Just the Bourbon County brand stouts, and those dates are bottled dates, which will be printed on there. It was bottled on. They are most likely infected with the lactobacillus, and it's going to sour the beer. So if you were aging it, it's probably not fit to age.
1: And this link will be in the show notes in case you need to reference these dates again.
0: But some other things that we were talking about, what's what's happening with this, are there options, and what's going on, because those bottling dates, think about that for last year, those dates are starting to creep up on us for this year's. No, it's not. It's still, like, February, right? Shh. No? <laughs> no, man. Turn around and it's like, oh, man, it's almost August. What the oh, hell God, happened to this stroke. year? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what happened to this year? It's gone. I drank it away.
3: Well... That's probably accurate in my case.
0: <laughs> but no, okay. The first article I found on this whole thing, which I can't re-find, Casey was trying to help me earlier, it's... It up and vanished. Like, it's just gone. But uh, the article was talking about uh, a former brewer with uh, Deschutes is now... What, about Delighters? No. Oh. Not Delighters. A former brewer from Deschutes... Um, since I can't refine the article, I can't double check any of this, so it's just what I could remember. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to put anything. I wanted to say it was like a former head brewer from Deschutes, but a former brewer, someone involved with the scandal they had with their, I can't even remember the year, uh, The Abyss one year, the release had this exact same problem. And it, it's what led Deschutes to start pasteurizing their beers especially their stouts, to keep it... I mean, it keeps the infection out. And bring this, in that
3: Louis Pasteur
0: method to get <laughs> this stuff <done. laughs> And this article was mentioning that apparently it may be from uh, the AB and Bev acquiring of, but this person has also been now moved to Goose Island and is involved somehow with the Bourbon County project. So that maybe they're moving to start pasteurizing the bourbon County stouts to prevent this. And so, the article was also going on uh, about how in the the one warehouse, Goose Island has the one warehouse for aging the barrel-aged stuff. They are barrel-aging stouts and sours, which is possibly where the infection came from. is because you have all the wild yeasts and things going on with the sours running amok in there, and it would not take much.
2: Yeah. Somebody forgets to... Um wash their hands before going into the other room and then touches a few things. Turn the
3: page, wash your hands.
2: Turn the
0: page, wash your hands. Essentially.
2: Yeah. But those those places that deal with sour bacteria are extremely, um, diligent at making sure that it stays away from their other stuff. So it kind of surprises me that they would have let this happen at Goose Island. But at the same time, as you're growing, maybe some processes have broken down.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, one, another one of the articles. I didn't link it to everyone else. I'm, I'm terrible at, about that. But <laughs> this article was talking about the choices that Goose Island is going to have to make about what to do with Bourbon County Stout moving forward. And they're saying they may be looking at like a full cleanout of this facility.
3: Oh and they do a whole whole year with no no Bourbon County.
0: No, no, that's that would not be done. It okay. would be a full sanitization of this facility, and if we have the video up uh, on the website where they show you inside this facility and the bottling and barreling of all the beer. So, and it or- would be a complete disassembly and sanitization, which is kind of already supposed to happen right. <laughs> between <laughs> bottlings of the entire facility to make sure they cleanse any any trace of the lactobacillus out. And that's, I mean, it's still going to be difficult to do. Yeah. It could be, you know, hanging up in the wooden rafters. It could, I mean, it, you don't know what it could be stuck on.
2: Well, this everything that they've got here is aged in a bourbon barrel, yeah. which is the most... <laughs> Joyous occasion whenever a, a bacteria and porous wood meets. It, it's like a match made in heaven. For exactly, a bacteria That's for thrive.
0: bacteria.
3: That's At the same time, it's also the most magical day in a beer's life when it comes into a <laughs> bourbon barrel. I mean, it's any little children are outside. Old men who have just been visited by three
0: ghosts open the window and go. What day is it, boy? And they're like,
3: it's Bourbon Barrel Day, sir.
0: Angels come down. They take their share. I mean, it's what happens. <laughs> It's not too late. <laughs> it's
3: not too late. I can still get the get the aging process started.
0: But yeah, oh, uh, it's coming through. It's that which I mean. Uh, as the article went on, it's like they should be doing this anyway, <laughs> or start pasteurizing. And I'm thinking from that other article that I has just vanished and I can't find anymore to reference that they are going, they're swinging with pasteurizing it moving forward. Yep.
2: Pasteurization for a beer that ages means that it doesn't change as much. Um, mm. Whenever you've got. This is what I live- was
3: asking a minute ago and just had to find a way to, to figure yeah. it out. So it's, it's going to make it, I guess, less changeable in age.
2: Which what, what you get in the bottle uh, when it's bottled and pasteurized is pretty much what you're going to get, other than some oxidation changes. Um, that yeast isn't going to have any activity later on because it's dead.
3: Hmm. I'm just now like I, it's not James Brown, is it? But I just went like, what you pasteurize and what you get.
0: But I, I can say I've had uh, one of the newer this year's Abyss. I've got a bottle in the closet, and um, I had somewhere out at a bar one night. You were there, Casey. Mm-hmm. It tasted delicious. It was pasteurized. I've got to say, fresh. It was amazing, and if by pasteurizing it it just means you know these are it's like i p a s now it's meant to be enjoyed fresh. I said maybe it means you don't have to put it in your closet
3: and you know stare at it like a crazy miser.
2: Hey, what I do with my beer?
1: You don't even know
2: I recall a conversation before we started recording. I feel like I do know Brittany. I've seen the closet the closet's not grown in recently. Size. <laughs> oh god Brittany uh, was uh, giving Chris down the road Because every beer that she said Well we could try this And Chris was like no that's gotta be saved for a later date. We were
1: trying to figure out what to drink for the episode And I was like well what about that one that I just got And he's like well But we should probably save that <laughs>
0: Because Oktoberfest <laughs> is right ahead. around the corner And everyone will be up here <laughs> <sighs> Bless you <sighs> Okay Everyone's heard enough about that. Let's move on. <laughs> moving right, on. Moving on.
3: Moving on to, to happier news, right?
0: No, no. It has all been bad news. This has been bad news day. Yeah, I'm just going to drink my sorrows away. It's <laughs> uh, so, <that's> clear. <laughs> pretty much the entirety of Ballast Point's board just up and walked out. We have no reason why. Uh, Ballast Point COO, head brewer, code f- co-founding distiller... Also departs. Uh, Following the departures
3: of the CCO and the president and CEO and general
0: counsel. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Yusuf Cherny, who worked alongside founder Jack White at Homebrew Mart to build Ballast Point Brewing and Spirits, is also leaving the company following departures this week of Earl Knight, the CCO, Jim Buchler... Mm -hmm.
4: I'll, like that. Buechler.
0: I'll allow it. Buechler. <laughs> who Buechler. is the president and CEO? And Julie Bucler, I'll assume wife, who is listed as general counsel. Uh, Maybe sister. You don't know, or both. <laughs> wait. No way. It's not West Virginia. I was going to say, wait. No, it's this isn't Game of Thrones. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of that. Constellation Brands president Marty Burkehill will be stepping into Jim Bucler's role. So, oh, good. Because I wanted some glass in my ballast points.
1: I say, <laughs> Consolation <laughs> Brands, the fine folks who make Corona.
0: That's yeah. not all they make. I know. Like, they they that's like they the main. They make
1: Negro
3: Modelo. Enunciation. Yep. And it's been had, had other, been in the they, past. Pacifica. Pacifica, Pacifica yeah. And not to be disparaging, but at the same time, like, there's going to be glass in all of your ballast points. <laughs> all so,
0: ballast point. In my opinion recently, they've been doing a lot of really good things and they've been doing the Lord's work. The Lord (laughs) of Beer, Dionysus. Then they've been available everywhere. It's been like, oh, you want craft beer? Well, guess what? Ballast Point is everywhere. Still been as
1: far as the eye can see. Yeah, and it's pretty
0: exceptional. So it's that part of it has been really nice. But they were these are the people that got us to drink IPAs. They are.
1: That That's not wrong. But they
0: were they were bought up by Constellation Brands, and apparently that relationship has soured to the point that all of the founding members had just packed their stuff up and left.
1: Like, I just picture Poss- one of no. them just, like, flipping possibly. the table and walking out. Possibly. Yeah, this may, I mean, this possibly. may be...
2: This may be something that has been in the works since the buyout. It may have been okay. Well, I don't know what date the buyout happened exactly, but if you count back and it's exactly six months ago, they may it have may have been, been, been written into the contract that at they six have to months. Leave. That's you're
3: for continuity's sake. Yeah, yeah, we don't the, know why. They're, they're like left. they get.
0: Yeah, it could have been that like after a year their shares get bought out and they're done with it, and they were only or, there after the buyout to ease the transition.
3: Or guys, we're, we're not considering the option that. Maybe they decide to all go on walkabout at the same time, and just travel the world. The contagious walkabout. Find find, find themselves as it were. To see maybe, where they are. And they maybe come one back. day
1: they just left, and they're all actually playing Pokemon. It,
3: maybe they all stop. Like, man, you know what? Beer's great and all, but I still don't have. I still don't have that
0: Charizard. I'm, I'm going to go hit the seven seas. Why is he in the water? I don't know. <laughs> There's uh, an amazing, they have a nice big quote of the statement of them leaving, and it's full of sailing puns and <laughs> all that jazz, but I'm not going to read it. It's unbearable with the puns, I Again, will say. Again, articles will I mean, be linked.
3: The ship would never have sailed its course
0: without assembling a world-class team. <laughs> a lot of sail onwards. <laughs>
1: It's yeah. to the point that it hurts a little bit. And
0: Hope to embark goes, on my
1: I new must, adventure. As it
3: goes, they must raise the davit and deploy the dinghy to begin their voyage on a new course. It's intolerable, I've got to say. As they sail away, I have due course and hope to embark on my new adventure, this short journey.
0: So yeah, whatever it is, for HR reasons, they could not, like, there is no statement as to why they left. There's this just... This big puffery piece that's all. Oh well, we are going to do what our hearts really want to do, and it's like no. <laughs> your hearts want to make beer.
3: Well, and yes, I hope to catch a few fish before the real work begins. I'm just going to keep reading this until you like your head explodes. It actually just, hurts. I'm going to murder you. <laughs> it's going to happen. I mean, it was always going to happen.
0: We knew how this was going to end. So yeah, um, in our big list, if you're keeping track. Quite a few head brewers have stepped down from major craft beer, and
3: I, I want to do a thing now where we just play Family Feud and just like this head brewer stepped
0: down. <laughs> survey says. <laughs>
3: it survey could have been says
0: one of any seven. Anyone, yeah. someone, someone not Jim Cook stepped down. <laughs> right.
3: That man will never stay down. He's he is their their alcoholic in chief. He, neither neither he disease.
1: nor um, Sam from Dogfish Head. Yeah, chug both Johnny. of them. Yeah. If
3: if Jim Cook dies of liver disease, I'm going to do my best to join him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to live in a world where he's not making beer and being drunk at
0: Oktoberfest,
3: just being happy,
1: just chug. being just being a, just happy to be there.
0: We chug to our deaths. Okay. It could be a warrior's death. <laughs> you know what? We need to bring this up. Let's uh, let's move into Untapped, See if we can improve this this mood.
2: Get so. riggedy riggedy wrecked,
0: son! Yeah, that's how you improve the mood. Wubba lubba dub dub <laughs> It means I am in pain. <laughs> Please help. <laughs> Alright, our first badge. Summer sippin' with wolf pup. Uh, Never
3: freaking heard of this. Neither have I. Sorry. Golden nope, Road. I was going to say, like, you guys have, have anything on this? Cause I'm...
0: I've got no beats on this. I looked Nuke. around this week. I uh, didn't see nope. any of it. No Golden, no beats, Road... <laughs> Golden Road Brewing is helping you beat the heat by canning its hoppy and refreshing Wolf Pup Session IPA. To celebrate this newly canned brew, we're bringing you the Wolf Pup Session IPA badge. Highly drinkable with a wildly aromatic tropical and citrus character, Wolfpup is the perfect companion to keep on sipping for those long sunny days. To earn the Wolfpup Session IPA badge, you'll be checking into one Wolfpup Session IPA between seven twenty five sixteen and eight thirty one sixteen. So you've got about a month.
1: The name is great, and the description sounds pretty fantastic. I mean, sure. As soon as you say citrus, I'm like, yes.
0: So it
3: uses Cascade, Simcoe, Chinook, Equox, Mosaic,
1: and Galaxy hops.
3: I may have pulled up Wolf Pup. On I was just
1: say Google. must look. Oh, now I'm just getting wolf puppies. Oh,
3: <laughs> Oh uh,
0: man, wolf wolf dogs are legal here in this state. <laughs> they are actually they're legal in Ohio. Straight up wolves are legal in Ohio because my work took me to a wolf sanctuary. That was pretty Yeah, the problem is yeah, people yeah. get them and think,
3: oh, I can domesticate this, and then uh, they hit adolescence and then realize, no. There's actually <laughs>
0: a go, wolf sanctuary. Take this away from me. There's a wolf sanctuary a half hour from here huh. that does public tours, and you can go pet the uh, the more pettable ones. The other ones are <laughs> locked away in the back, and there's a key that someone ate a long time ago, and they're like, no, you could, you don't go near there. <laughs> The ones that you can pet fighting.
1: and you're, you still have a hand when you drive back.
0: They seriously treat that area like the raptors at Jurassic uh, Park.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: Sure. I
1: think... I
3: think this is another one of those California West Coast beers. It is. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. from LA. Yeah. I look at the places where like they're having like their debut for some of their experimental... Or their casks with experimental hops. It's like San Fernando like yeah. Road, LA. Yeah, Orangewood yeah. Avenue, Anaheim. Curse Los, like, you, downtown. West Coast!
0: CURSE YOU! Yeah. Except for when we're coming to see you next month.
3: CURSE
4: then, then you. Bless YOU!
0: Pick some up, bring it back. They're based out of uh, Los Angeles. so Yeah, we're not making it that far down. Yeah, no. Unless, I'm I sure think, they the, distribute. the furthest south we'll make it will be, um... Ah, oh, crap. Uh, I'm forgetting uh, the name of it now. Uh, that's... Uh, sorry. Like nothing
3: that to help you there. with. <laughs> For a minute there, Chris saying, ah, crap, was the most, like,
0: Scott johnson sounding thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. crap. <laughs> uh, Redding. Redding, California is the furthest uh, south we'll make it. Uh, so God. if they distribute up to there and we can find it at a gas station, sure. Because that is going oh, yeah. to be a long day. That We oh, are God. shooting from the coast to Salt Lake. Jesus. Kill me. <laughs> this Kill was me. your
1: idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was.
3: Okay We're just uh, start sending you random text now, Chris, and we're just gonna start calling you F a dog.
0: <laughs> yes. right F a dog Okay, uh the next badge. Puff Puff Pint. <laughs> um Okay That's a weed pun. Yeah, no, no. I I got it. If you love yeah. six point resin, try tasting it straight from the tank. The mad scientists have unveiled their latest formula, puff. This dank ale is a hazy, unfiltered pour with an extra dose of special dry-hot blend. This puffy, cloudy brew is only available for a limited time, so breathe deep and put your head in the clouds. Experience no. Puff and its no. fresh take on a classic six-point favorite, and you'll unlock a brand-new badge. Check into one six-point puff between July 22nd and August 22nd, and the Puff Puff Pint Badge is all yours. Too many weed puns. Can't do it. Yeah, we talked about this last time. The uh, the whole weed pun thing, pretty worn, pretty thin on me.
3: Holy crap! Uh, yeah, that is nine
0: point
1: eight percent ABV.
0: And it's also a cloudy
2: IPA too, like a northeast IPA. Which uh, is it? Like ten
3: point six percent THC.
0: Uh, <laughs> we were going to talk about those, and uh, we'll save it. We can still do that episode. Save it. Saving it. it. Moving on. Final badge for this episode Flesh and Blood. Uh, I want this one. I had this one. It was amazing. Because I didn't get to try this. Oh. Okay. Citrus fueled India pale ales have been all the rage over the past year. Something else we were going to talk about. Combining your favorite hop flavors with the kick of grapefruit, blood orange, lemon, lime, and more. The taste on the scene comes from our friends at Dogfish Head, and it's sure to set the bar even higher. Flesh and Blood IPA is an honest-to-goodness Indian pale ale, a style Dogfish Head has excelled at with 60-minute, 90-minute, brewed with a massive amount of real citrus, including orange peel, lemon flesh, and blood orange juice. With a solid hoppy base, a true citrus kick, and clocking in at 7.5% ABV, you won't want to miss out. Enjoy this great new Dogfish beer. You can unlock the brand new badge chicken to one flesh and blood IPA from Dogfish Head between July fifteenth and August fifteenth, and the flesh and blood badge is yours. Time okay. is definitely can, running out.
3: Can I point out that Dogfish Head among the create your own six pack aisle is like among the more expensive end of that? <laughs> <Like> <laughs> they are. Like well, every time I'm like looking up there like, Oh, maybe I'll get nope. They're <laughs> no, the ones those... selling
2: like fourteen dollar four packs though.
3: Yeah, it's like it's
1: just I I only
3: have so much money.
1: I I don't see it like I can understand it on some of their beers. Like their pumpkin ale when that comes out is so sought after that I kind of understand the pricing on that. But and and this one I think is probably going to be
0: at it's the in, same
1: level, honestly.
0: No, this one's in six packs. Uh they have plenty of it. Yeah, but it's not. But
1: the, as far as the price is concerned, it's it's also very limited release. I, I will we've say,
0: established
3: Chris, I can't. Aff- I, I not even afford. I can't commit myself emotionally
0: to a whole six pack. You could have this. I got this one. one.
1: Honestly, I, this one should be a six pack swap for us soon. Okay, the, it, it's worth it.
0: I at loved it. Point, I had some it.
3: Point, we'll work out a schedule where that can happen.
0: Yeah. In my opinion, it was the best of this uh, citrus IPA craze we've seen this year. This was mm-hmm. the best one I've had. Really, it didn't taste.
1: Well, look at the blood orange. It's it different. wasn't
0: you know fake and syrupy like most of them are. Yes. Yeah, Casey had that that realization recently, didn't you?
3: Yeah, it was seeing it on
2: Untapped. It, first oh, off, yeah. it was um, during one of our uh, classes, the beer classes that I take. Um, we were doing an a, a phenol class of all things. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just
3: had a, a, a. Wake me when we're done.
2: <laughs> yeah, and we started talking. After that, we started talking about uh, melanoidins versus caramelization, and we got into beers that were had melanoidins. Did not this This was basically our our setting for melano- no melanoidin, no melano- caramel flavors. Melanoin
3: is that thing that makes that that I don't have is why I don't tan, right? Yeah, melatonin. <laughs> Melanin. <laughs> um, the,
2: the the whenever I checked in they, we were we were talking about how this beer was kind of like resetting. It was the Mango Even Kill was what that one was. Mm. Oh, and yeah. they used um, it, it says natural flavors. So if you're ever reading the side of a beer can that says natural flavors, don't think they've put real fruit in there. No. They've put a naturally derived flavor additive into that. It's mm. not an artificial flavor, it's a natural flavor, but it's still not necessarily the real flavor.
1: It makes me want to look on the Moreline blood orange one that we had because I really liked it. I it I don't, it's been a while since I've had legitimate like an actual blood orange so <laughs> I don't know if it was artificial or not I don't remember yeah, I wouldn't but it was be really able to good the
3: difference I've, I've never had a blood orange you say blood and I tend to get a little like no I don't
2: want to eat that that
3: <laughs> orange has eaten the the Eating its enemies in their hearts (laughs) for their courage.
2: During a short time when I juiced my own orange juice, I would mix half blood orange and half like a a normal tangerine or something like that.
3: So I'm Hmm. guessing that craze lasted about four weeks. Less. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to think of like how long you're willing to
2: commit. Uh, yeah. It was like it, it was longer than my juicing diet of 18 hours, and it was <laughs> sure less than diet, my beer brewing time. Your so. juicing
0: diet lasted the day you were coming up here for Oktoberfest, and then yeah. realizing you left it all here when you went away after that weekend, yeah. and then it was done. Indeed. So, <laughs> nope. Forget it. 100. Or,
2: I can't remember how much the juicer was, but it was it was an expensive juicer for eighteen hours of a diet. Hey, now you're mm-hmm. pumping apples through that bad boy, aren't you? Ain't that the truth, right? <laughs> and they can <laughs> love to those. Five pounds of juice. But uh but yeah, so artificial flavors, natural flavors, the the I think it's the FDA that actually regulates what can be called what. But if it's a naturally derived flavor additive, it can be called a natural flavor.
4: Hmm.
2: So um the, the Heffelweizen that I had this past week uh, came from Schlafly, a large distributor of beer. And I expected their, uh, it was a raspberry half, And so I expected their raspberry half to be artificially flavored or natural flavor additives. But whenever I looked on, it said made with raspberry puree, which oh. means it's real fruit.
3: Yeah. It was a raspberry of bison. <laughs>
0: that was delicious, too.
3: Kind <laughs> what you find in a second hand liquor okay. store. <laughs>
0: Well, that's going to close up untapped. So, I think we need uh, to. Always good to end in a Prince parody. Yes. Right. <laughs> Rolling into our topic. There
3: is, there is no way on God's green earth that that was not going to be the intro to vodka. <laughs> We, we had drinking.
1: to. We had to.
0: Anyone wondering uh, that that intro brought to you by Korpla Klani,
1: one of our favorite bands from Finnish, Finland,
0: Finnish folk metal band. So we're mixing
1: everything. We're bringing it all in. It's fine.
0: They have a song <laughs> on every album dedicated to an alcohol.
1: <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so vodka. Uh, vodka is a distilled beverage.
3: Vodka. <laughs>
1: Sorry, is it? I'm the not devil gonna... you say. <laughs> it's composed primarily of water and ethanol, but it's sometimes with traces traces of impurities and flavorings. Traditionally, vodka is made by the distillation of fermented cereal grains or potatoes. Though I some... haven't
3: taste a single bit of Lucky Charms out of these.
1: <laughs> that would be delicious. I'm sure there's a flavor out there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, some modern brands are actually using substances like Fruits or or sugar for um, the uh, fermentation.
3: Yeah, I've seen uh, places make like pineapple vodka, like in Hawaii. I think is for. Oh I, yeah, I wasn't great. in Hawaii,
2: but I remember seeing someone talk it, about it's it. It's called like blue or something like that.
3: Yeah, hmm. yeah. Like they, they'll you know you could technically I think make vodka out of
2: anything.
1: Yeah,
2: as long yeah, you as you just are, need a, a sugar source. You need right. you know yeah. But we're getting ahead of ourselves.
3: (laughs) we are getting too excited.
1: So uh, (laughs) I'm I'm, like excited for like some of this research we found. Um, So, okay. So uh, the standard Polish, Russian, Belarusian, Ukrainian, Estonian, Latvian, all the countries associated, uh, those vodkas are 40% alcohol by volume. So ABV, which is 80 US proof. A um, percentage that is widely misattributed to Dimitri... Mendeleev? Um sure. sounds legit. Yeah. The European, Un- European Union has established a minimum of 37.5% ABV for any European vodka to be named as such. So products sold as vodka in the United States must have a minimum alcohol content of 40%. Even with these loose restrictions, most vodka sold contains 40% ABV. So... Yeah, no.
3: Most most of your regular commercial alcohols have a, a set limit and like forty is pretty close to what
1: most yeah. things are. That's normal. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um I knew I knew Mendeleev's name from somewhere. He's the guy that did the periodic table of the elements. Oh yeah.
3: Mm. Now did
2: he know that you knew that he
3: knew
1: that you knew <laughs> Wah 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 <laughs> okay. I don't know. So uh, okay, so this is the great part. So vodka is traditionally drunk neat, though it's often served chilled in the vodka belt countries. So
0: <laughs> that looking- is the best wrestling championship belt, <laughs> no ever. Pre-show sure we had this discussion. Vodka is you served chilled traditionally because that's the only way you can serve it in these countries. There's no chi- <laughs> such. Like it's just chilled. That's just naturally Room how everything is. temperature is chilled.
1: So the country, I was like, there's a vodka belt. So that, that was the biggest thing for me. So these countries are, and I have to, I have to list them out because I'm just like, sure. Um, Belarus, Estonia, Finland, Iceland, Latvia, Lithuania, Norway, Poland, Russia, Sweden, and the Ukraine. Um, so it's also commonly used in cocktails, mixed drinks, such as, it's, like, the vodka martini, cosmopolitan, vodka tonic, which I don't hear often as, as, as much. But, um, and then the bla- no, uh, white it's, it's Russian. No, it's super common. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, the, uh, screwdriver, that kind of thing. Uh, also Bloody Marys, obviously. Yeah.
3: It's, it's, it's fantastic for, for mixed drinks because it has no taste of itself. It's just adds an alcoholic kick to whatever you're mixing. Right. Uh, Um, As opposed to, like, you know, scotch pretty much brings itself to the party whenever (laughs) it's there. Right, right. Um, Although I've had someone, uh, it wasn't a a vodka drink, but it was like a a rum drink, and they wanted me to replace, uh, like, mango rum for like, Johnny Walker black scotch. You're like, that's not even the same. (laughs) Into a mango puree frozen drink. Was it a whiskey drink? I don't
1: know about all that.
3: You ever wanted to try smoky mangoes? Me (laughs) Me either, but I tried it.
1: Not as much. Um, So, vodka, the name itself, diminutive form of the Slavic word voda, which means water. (laughs) So it's interpreted as little water, which I thought was funny. Diminutive.
3: There are more letters in vodka than voda. Mm, Yeah. Okay. I'm
1: just saying... (laughs) Not, not too many, but still. <laughs> um, so vodka is a uh, chameleon, as we talk, just said. Uh, it kind of blends seamlessly with pretty much anything you want. Um, there's no accident there. So uh, while there are no universal rules for producing the spirit, the final product is supposed to be colorless, odorless, and tasteless. Um, vodka isn't completely neutral, and a number of distillers actually leave in a good amount of flavor. Um, unlike scotches and cognacs, which are made in pot stills, vodka is us- usually produced in a high-volume continuous column still. And after distillation, the spirit is filtered to remain or to remove any remaining impurities. So, coal is traditionally used as a filter, but some brands are even using um, diamonds to, to
3: still
0: filter. Coal. It's still coal.
1: Yeah, but it just sounds crazy <laughs> to say diamonds.
0: Is it technically,
1: yes, it is still coal. Okay. Uh, like you think of a piece you know, of coal versus an actual diamond someone's using yeah, just to filter I'm just vodka.
3: If <laughs> diamonds
2: are filtering. Yeah, I don't think that, that's just, at that point, that's marketing.
4: Yeah, yeah right.
0: Like, <laughs> that's, look no, at that's our- the Trump thing that we looked at. I'm surprised that's yeah. not one of the taglines because- with the Trump vodka. Yeah,
3: because like, coal is not. So condensed down as like diamonds it's able to you know be porous, take things in and right. filter through. diamonds
0: are very luxurious are the
3: hardest star- substance on earth, and I had to stop from getting that explicit label <laughs> <laughs>
2: um when you did say though that uh some distillers w- actually leave in a good amount of flavor. I do remember getting. A it was near Christmas because it was like a, a special pack, but Chopin Vodka came out with a three pack of a wheat, a rye, and a potato vodka all in the same pack.
3: Ooh. Oh yeah! Uh, when I was doing research, I, I I was trying to see like them to describe the difference between wheat vodka, uh, wheat potato, and like rye. Yeah, and that was the, what they used as their their example. Like they kind of graded everything compared to that.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's very the the flavor differences are very minute, but you could you can tell them if you haven't been you know eating Cajun food and and then trying to go in to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the the good thing about vodka, I guess it could you know you can go good or bad with it depending, but um, it isn't aged and it can be bottled immediately after it's done with production. Um, yeah, it's also. Uh, flavored vodkas are kind of well crazy i guess it, it mentions america as kind of a big deal for yeah it, it's like a college thing essentially you mix flavored vodka with just about anything it is I... what
0: what was in the fridge when you all had the dorm raided while i was gone um there was like it was cheap i know that a lot of cheap flavored vodkas Oh, like some wow. vanilla or something. Except for the few expensive things we had, which they didn't pour down the drain. <laughs> the, all the cheap I stuff won't. they poured it down the drain Like we're going to make you watch. Except for this good stuff, we're taking that with us. <laughs> <laughs> I am never, ever
3: going to drink bacon-flavored vodka. Like, that's, that's where I draw a line. But bacon-flavored beer is amazing. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> but bacon vodka, just the only thing I could see it
1: working in is like Bloody Mary's. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I could
1: see it there. Cause that's fine. Because then you, you've you got so many other flavors going on, too, that it's just like, oh, yeah. okay.
2: And just stuff a strip of bacon down in there as well. While I, I, say, I, I, mm.
1: I picture the drink from 16 um, Bit, but it's, it's, that's the bacon whiskey, the Chuck Norris drink there. Mm. But at the same time, I could see it working I'm with the okay vodka.
3: With, I'm not okay with that either. <laughs> Uh, whiskey is meant to be. Never mind. I'm going to get into crazy. <laughs> this is the vodka episode, not the whiskey episode, right? <laughs> yes. Drink a whiskey drink. I drink a vodka drink. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is the second time today. Uh, <laughs> uh, happened in pre show as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this, uh, the last part of this kind of just talks about um, the big shift in America, and it, it had to do with a lot of uh, Smirnoff's aggressive marketing campaign. Yeah. Smirnoff's
0: and Sima's. Boya, yeah,
1: boy, yeah. um, and then like later we got the introduction introduction of um, Swedish the S- Sweden's Absolute brand, and then the uh, Grey Goose vodka, which is another big kind of deal here.
2: Yeah. Which, so, since we were talking about Constellation Brands earlier, Svedka vodka is owned by Constellation Brands. Huh. Oh.
0: Mm-hmm. nice crossover there. Okay, that's yeah.
1: at least a slightly better one from the from the pool <laughs> that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah, I'm trying to remember, like, our typical, like, the, the, the top shelf vodka that I would usually have to pull down would be, like, Belvedere and Grey Goose. And Grey Goose is, like, French, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I have I'm not no a, idea. am not a
0: vodka drinker. That's an excellent question. As we
1: all- <laughs> someone, with a,
0: someone with a computer in front of them should look that up. But I have I'm to say. In- My go-to when I wanted something... When I was going to just be taking it straight. Something a little top shelf. (laughs) Yes. Something (laughs) a little top shelf. I would take uh, Kettle One. Oh, yeah. Mm, That's a
3: big deal. Yeah, like the ones just below that were usually like Kettle, uh, Stoli, and... uh, Absolute and the Flavored Absolutes. Because we kept like a, a Lemon... We had, uh, we had a, a uh, lemon absolute we would use for Cosmos. Mm. That's It's a lot easier than trying to squeeze lemons in there than squeeze limes. I have a lot of cuts in my hands. I don't need...
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it hurts.
3: Oh, my God. I worked this last weekend with a giant hole. Well, not giant, but like a sizable hole in my thumb and had to sque- in my right hand, you know, where I do everything and so I'm squeezing limes into uh, lemons into lits and limes into cosmos just going I hate my life.
0: <laughs> I hate my life. Ever think you don't have any tiny paper cuts on your hands? Squeeze <laughs> no some lemons fun. and <laughs> some lemons and limes. You'll find out real quick that yeah, you do. They're everywhere. Also,
1: so Grey Goose is French and it was sold to Bacardi in
0: 2004.
2: Oh, mm, only been around since 97.
3: Yeah, uh, the only reason I could, I think I could probably remember that Grey Goose is French is because of like their commercial campaign they ran with like the French guy going. They mm. told us this was cognac country. We decided it was vodka. Mm.
2: That, that, yeah, it came from cognac, um, the cognac region of France. Mm. Uh, another way, you, I guess, you could figure out it's French is it's got the blue, white, and red at the bottom of the bottle the yeah. colors of the french flag so that makes sense
0: yes that that would be a big indicator it makes too much sense casey geez <laughs>
3: <laughs> i mean i don't have gray goose in my house but
0: we have vodka in this house but it was cheap vodka i don't even know i think it's left over from the wedding reception
1: somebody definitely brought it oh. cause we don't buy it
0: because we had an open bar wedding reception and it was all the liquor was supplied by us and our family like
1: everyone else
0: and it, in the end, it was just like, "All right, we're done." Everybody just grabbed bottles, and we ended up with a massive bottle of Smirnoff. And I was like, "You know what? I'm not drinking that. It's not for the show."
2: So, Bob, tell us a little bit about the uh, history of vodka.
3: Why am I gotta talk about history? Maybe somebody else wants to do it.
2: Because you highlighted.
3: <laughs> because it's your thing. <laughs> Don't bring attention to the the fourth wall.
1: It was the most Rick burp ever.
3: It was.
0: <laughs>
3: <Sorry. laughs> Mori. Maury, we gotta go on a beer run. <laughs> oh jeez, Mori, we gotta yeah, go we get some more vodka.
1: Oh jeez, Rick. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Alright. No, um the origin of modern vodka can be traced back to Poland and Russia, as we've mentioned. Historically speaking, the first record of uh, the production of vodka comes from the 9th century in Russia. The, and the first distillery was mentioned in a Russian newspaper, the Vatia Chronicle. Uh, two centuries later, in, uh, that was mentioned two centuries later in uh, 1174. Uh, uh, the Polish claim the discovery of vodka goes back to the 8th century. But many historians are in agreement uh, that by then they only uh, they only produced uh, crude brandy distilled from wine. Hmm. Then again, you know, Poland and Russia like to
0: like to argue about. Do, do they? It. Does one about, tend to take uh, these arguments to a scale of World War <laughs> arguments about
3: whose borders go where? Um. Russia seems to think it goes... Never mind. Russia <laughs> seems to think all of Poland's border belong to them. <laughs> Maybe they do. Maybe they do. Uh, now, the popularity of vodka began to rise in the 14th century. By then, vodka was used for more than two centuries as a medicinal remedy. But according to legend, a monk called Isidore from off. Uh, from Chodov Monastery and the, uh, in Kremlin, made the first recipe for Russian vodka. Using his knowledge of distillation, he created the drink that became very popular in the entire country. And by 1540, Russian Tsar Ivan the Terrible decided to replenish the royal treasuries by introducing high taxes on vodka and establishing a network of taverns across the land. These, governments, uh, these government taverns had the exclusive rights to sell vodka to the people, and the private manufacture of the drink was punishable by law. This, of course, was not applicable to the nobility, who still had the permission to make their own vodka. And by the 17th century, uh, vodka became the national drink of Russia, and it became regularly served in the royal court, used during celebrations and religious ceremonies. During this time, vodka remained uh, relatively low alcohol volume, not exceeding forty percent, and was called by numerous names such as burning wine, bread wine, or simply wine. Russia did not have the cap- capability to produce grapes, and <laughs> very small quantities of expensive Western European wine were imported because cold.
0: And we mentioned this
3: <laughs> cold in Russia, it's not. Not grape country.
0: Are uh, you sure? Yeah, pretty sure. Frost grapes can't <laughs> be a thing? or is that, Oh, there work is work?
2: ice wine, but uh, I guess that's like, <laughs> you know, you gotta have a little bit of a, a growing it, season.
0: Can we you just know, call potatoes may, maybe, frost grapes?
3: Maybe as temperatures continue to rise, Russia will be able to produce their own wine. In the meantime, vodka. Uh, the name vodka however refers to the medicinal type of drinks often surpassing seventy five percent alcohol by volume. I don't think these, these medicines made you uh made you better. I think they just made you not care.
1: Yeah, you flip and forgot that you were sick.
3: <laughs> or there is the option that it just it killed everything in you. It just pickled you and you were just like, Yeah, no, I'm, i I just won't die now. I think that's how the uh the old forever. Queen Mother used to live. <laughs> Uh, between the 18th and 19th century, Russia, the Russian state started heavily promoting vodka as the national drink, and its taxation became so lucrative that it represented 40% of the entire annual revenue. I feel like that's more depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Not because of like, oh, they, they, they drink a lot, but because like, really? 40% of your entire annual revenue was... Tied up in the vodka industry. Uh, In 1863, the government monopoly on vodka production was finally repealed, giving the ability of common people to produce and uh, sell their own drinks.
2: You know, this right here is one of the ways that Russia is far ahead of the U.S. in in, uh, freedom laws, I guess you could say. Well, this eventually led to the plummeting of
3: the drinks prices and its slow expansion outside of Russia. (laughs) Uh, by, the the 18th man century... no. <laughs> by the 18th century, distillation received several significant advances, uh, most notably the process of rectification, which, you, which was used to remove the unpleasant taste of drink that was caused by distillation. Right. Uh, most rectification was done with charcoal, uh, which is pretty much how we know it today. And it also enabled brewers to create drinks with over ninety percent alcohol content in them. Jeez. Ooh. I mean, when you're when you're cold. Yeah, and you've you're got making nothing fuel. else to do because it's dark all the time.
0: All your f's are gone. <laughs> you're just making fuel at that point. <laughs> they weren't quite sure what the fuel was for because. You ever wonder how Russia beat us in the space race? Well, it was because they had all the rocket fuel sitting around.
2: <laughs> that and pencils instead of uh multi-million dollar ink pens. No, <laughs> no
3: that's not that's not true. I'm no, we're
2: going to take a break and we're going to break this down.
3: You know why pencils are a bad idea in space? Pencil graphite shading. makes
2: dust. Yes. Dust oh, okay. well too.
3: Everything's getting everywhere. You're not going to be able to use your equipment when all of a sudden there's wood just jammed in every <laughs> nook and cranny. No, you need an expensive pen. You know what the Russians did after we invented the space pen? Bought the space pen from us because they are like, Man, this pencil thing is a dumb
0: idea. And now we hitch <laughs> rides with them into space. Alright. Sorry. That tangent tangent rant over. over. Alright, no.
3: uh, The Polish history of vodka was very different than in Russia. There, the government did not sanction its production and sale, uh, enabled by the decree of King Jan Olbricht in... uh, King (laughs) Wanyam. Wanyam? No, I don't think that's how it's pronounced.
0: I I believe that's how it's pronounced. King Wanyam. I'm
3: pretty sure I wasn't alive in 1564 as a king in Poland.
0: Keanu Reeves was. (laughs) <laughs> okay uh,
3: anyway he allowed uh, every citizen to produce vodka that is the most okay whatever that, that's a crazy law um, <laughs> <laughs> since Everybody the 16th century this drink remained the most popular drink of that nation even today the biggest centers of vodka production are uh, the biggest centers of production are production Vodka Production is located in a Polish city of Ponzen. First of all, that sentence is a little messed up. And second of all, I've been doing shots of vodka for the last two hours.
1: Okay, so I'm going to say, first of all, this, this whole thing about the history is from a website called Vodka Facts. Yeah. And uh, I was like, sure. Uh, she I, had to go and I edit to, it. Like My complaint was that there, aren't, there weren't articles in the article. Like, I had to go, like, I I don't think it was written by someone who's maybe English was their first language. And so I had to add, like, the and a's and and's in places that made sense. So, yeah.
3: That was part of my research. I was tired. I started a new job. (laughs) I've (laughs) not gotten much sleep. You're fine. Um... Anyway, the spreading of vodka outside of the borders of Poland and Russia came in the 1930s when several influential influential vodka makers immigrated from Russia to the West. Uh, one of those immigrants, uh, P- I, uh, you know, I've never been able to quite pronounce this, P-I-T-E-R? Does that sound- uh,
2: I trust your pronunciation.
3: It's how I've always pronounced Colossus's first name from the X-Men. Hmm. Uh uh Smirnoff and his son Vladimir, uh, who bought the American rights to the Smirnoff vodka name, one of the biggest influential, the biggest and, I guess, most influential Russian vodka brands. Uh, during very hard economic times in the American Great Depression, they were forced to sell their company. In the following years, Smirnoff Company changed owners several times uh, before becoming world famous after its appearance in the James Bond movies.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, these appearances from the movies Dr. No and beyond secured Smirnoff's brand is the most popular in the world.
2: Which I kind of wonder how that that first came into the movies, whether it was like a paid yeah. sponsorship or what. Because in the books, he doesn't drink vodka he, or martinis. He drinks champagne, Tete huh. So
0: that's yeah, an odd that's, like. You wonder if it I, was a, who directed Dr. No, if it was like a director or writer That really liked Smirnoff and like shoehorned it in, or if it—I have a feeling it was a paid thing because they have run ads in the past ten years that use the James Bond appearances in the ads.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, well, he did drink. He drank a martini in the first book, Casino Royale. You Mm. are drunk. No, I've looked it up online. No, no, no.
2: You use the phrase, he drank. Wow. <laughs> the man's right. drunk. I like it. Uh, this is why
0: why liquor episodes are dangerous.
1: They're more fun, though.
0: This is why some of us <laughs> chose not to do the liquor on the liquor episode. <laughs> uh,
3: no, it was a mix of gin, vodka, and kinolittle Little uh, Shaken. Huh. And I think that's why he... I think that was the drink that he called uh, the, the Vesper after.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
3: but apparently in other books he would also uh, also order vodka martinis. But he was more of a champagne and other sort of drinks kind of guy in the books. As well as much more of a sociopath. Yeah. Um, to this day, Russia remains one of the largest consumers of vodka in the world. In 1991, vodka represented 89 percent of all alcohol consumed down to 70 percent in 2001. The popularity of this drink also contributed uh, also contributed to its appearance in many cocktails, thanks to its neutral flavor, as we talked about before, and its ability to not be detected in the uh, breath of the consumer still i'm pretty sure shows up on a
2: breathalyzer it does because it's not it's not actually ethanol that you're smelling it's a, a metabolite in the body which i i used to work with a guy who we did some um catering and you know at being a chef he enjoyed drinking while he worked and so he would always suggest drinking vodka because it could be uh Smelled, but I mean, it doesn't make a difference. You can still smell the alcohol. Yeah.
3: Uh, today, vodka holds twenty percent of the U.S. market and is considered one of the most popular alcoholic drinks worldwide. I wanted to toss that in there just to just give you the st-
0: statistic for America. Sororities nationwide agree.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would say probably out of that uh, that twenty percent of the market isn't being drank straight it's, it's probably a mixed drink
3: how much that percentage is uh is with a uh a two liter bottle of sprite casey <laughs> oh no that was, uh, that was tequila. one <laughs> that was tequila wasn't it?
2: that was tequila two fingers tequila and diet sprite with grapefruit
3: Ugh. oh
2: god gonna Sierra yeah. Mist. Not even Sprite. Sierra Mist. Yeah.
3: I feel like we're going to go into that story more sometime in the future.
1: I feel like Sierra Mist is the superior lemon-lime soda, but that's just my opinion. I mean, I'm... I've never
3: heard anyone say that, but at the same time, I've never cared. Yeah, I want some the people... lemon-lime soda. That's...
1: Like, I'm a gonna... lot of people don't tell the difference, whereas I'm just, like, apparently a lemon-lime snob or something. I prefer Sierra Mist, specifically in a can... <laughs> When, when someone asks, uh,
3: like, oh, do you all have, and they're asking for Lemon Lime Soda, it's usually they ask for Sprite. And mm-hmm. then someone, do it, like, occasionally, like, is Sierra Mist okay? I have to imagine it's like 1% of the time someone says, oh, no. Because I found that 1%. <laughs> they ask, I say, you'll have Sierra Mist? Uh, actually, no, we have Sprite. I'll take a nice tea. <laughs> I'll take, the, and they not flip that the at the table all.
0: And they're like, no, it's not okay.
1: But see, <laughs> notice how I doubt anyone ever says 7-Up. <laughs> um, oh, I used right
0: to. Right here. Sitting right here. I, no if, I had
3: had the, seven up. if I had the option, it would be 7-Up. There's Make a 7-Up seven seven
0: vending machine downtown Cincinnati on my running route. Oh my God. Make 7-Up yours. I run past it.
1: Now, the newer 7-Up, like, whatever they're doing, I, I don't know, formula, whatever, is better but I did, I used to hate 7-Up. And I sp- I really hate Sprite. I can tell the difference. Like, I do not like Sprite. If, hashtag, they're, if they're like, oh, we have Sprite, and I'm like, no.
0: Hashtag make 7-Up yours. Yes. Let's bring it back. Bring it
1: back. What? Oh, I mean, like, maybe you want
0: vodka and Sprite.
1: I've maybe. served that before. I can't remember the last time I had vodka that wasn't in a Bloody Mary or a White Russian. Oh.
3: <laughs> White Russian acceptable. Bloody Marys, I will not have any of.
1: I didn't order the Bloody Mary. I tried it when we were with his family at um, a restaurant over here called The Gruff, and mm-hmm. it was actually quite good. Mm-hmm. It was like a like what was it noon? <laughs> and they're, they're like Bloody Marys, and we're like Mimosas. It's a good day. So breakfast yeah. pizza. Yeah, great day. But it was a, yeah, it was yeah. actually a really really good Bloody Mary. Probably the best one I've ever had.
3: That episode of Archer where he he wants to make like white Russians, but he has like Kahlua, uh,
1: mm. no milk. Is it like the Mexican thing or something? Or? It, he
3: ends up calling it a brown Mexican. And what's in it. I went because he had tequila, and I was like,
1: yeah, no, that's 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 what I would
3: call it. <laughs> Checks out. I'm not being I'm not
0: being racist. I'm just saying what I've got. <laughs> Okay, speaking of what you've got, let's talk about how to make vodka. Show oh, me what, you've, what got. you've got. If one <laughs> Show me what you've got. If one were so inclined, vodka is an easy spirit to make. The end result simply comes down to a matter of taste and government regulations. In the have US
3: vodka Have a Drink does not endorse the, the
0: production <laughs> of uh, no. vodka
3: in your own personal use. Please make sure to buy it from registered distributors and don't get outlawed. Also, moonshine is the bee's knees.
0: <laughs> if you are producing your own uh, backyard liquor, we do endorse the fact that you pay taxes on what you are selling.
1: Yeah, let's say <laughs> oh. you know somebody. and uh, yeah.
0: In the U.S., vodka is classified as a neutral spirit, so distilled or so treated after distillation with charcoal or other materials as to be without distinctive character, aroma, taste, or color. By the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. This makes vodka distillation simple in the U.S. because the only variety allowed for is alcohol content. Those who prefer a lower proof, which inherently includes... More congeners. Congeners, yes. I was (laughs) like, uh... And therefore slightly Uh, more flavor. Congeners are the... um the
2: other things that are the other one alcohol, alcohol. <laughs> yeah um, it, it would be it would, I mean I don't think it would include methanol but it possibly could um, I can't help but think
3: methanol is like
2: oh yeah no meth <laughs> um, it's just the other things that are included uh, along with the, the esters and the phenols
0: and the get out
3: Casey is kicked from the show
0: Okay, the, oh. the meth comment I saw the post Someone had a, like a Pikachu strung out A picture of it It said when you've been out chasing Pokemon all day Just to catch that Pikachu But you realized you had to catch it in Pike County So it's addicted to meth
3: <laughs> Nah he'd be addicted to like Oxy But
0: <sighs> Okay Moving on Moving on uh, you do not need a tall column to achieve this result, and could possibly get away with a pot still, which is you know a little less efficient.
2: Doesn't I feel like this is like almost instructions to, how to make yeah. vodka. We right? Now. Uh, we to do not endorse vodka,
0: but if you did want to know how to do it, if you were to want to make this for your own consumption and not to sell for any financial gain,
2: it doesn't matter.
0: Still legal, but still. Those who prefer a high-proof vodka, as is more common, will find that reflux skills, reflux stills with a higher number of bubble plates... Yeah, that word. <laughs> ...will accommodate this goal very well. The mash needs only run once through the reflux still, and number of bubble plates the vapors pass through will determine the final proof of the product.
2: Um, for those that are... That haven't taken a distillery tour, do it because it's a lot of fun. And most of the distilleries that you're going to see in Bourbon Country are going to be uh, reflux stills, except for I know that uh, Woodford Reserve for sure is a triple pot still.
0: Yes, that is yep. like that's their emblem is the triple pot.
2: Yep, because that's a that's a big deal from them. They got their their pot stills. I think from Ireland actually.
0: They are large too. Yep. That was a great, that was a actually, great tour. <laughs> what's that? That was a
1: really great tour, sorry. If you like oh, Yeah, oh, I would yeah. highly recommend that place to specifically tour.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um be, and they use the pot still because it allows more flavor
0: from the liquor to be in the final product. Hmm. There are many ways to produce vodka. The most popular vodka is from grains like rye, wheat, and corn. Other options include using potatoes, beets, or molasses, and I kind of been wanting.
3: Like I feel like Doug Funny would
0: really love beet vodka. <laughs> Jesus, out, God. out, Wait, out of the we episode. Can just say
1: we have had all the Nickelodeon references now, and it's fantastic? Can we just keep this up? We got to work in a Hey Arnold reference
3: somewhere. <laughs> All right, it's okay, Brittany. I'm gonna get
0: in the car. I'm gonna pop it behind you before the episode ends. Just going. <gasps> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there is there is a new Hey Arnold movie coming out. Remember that next year.
1: Ooh. That messes mm-hmm. me up. I don't. Everyone
0: know. is still tripping up on it. Like going, are we supposed to pretend like the last 15 years never happened or something? This
1: is not okay. It's
3: not okay.
0: Or is maybe, this maybe movie not. gonna? Maybe pick... it's
3: still set at the same time.
0: I say this movie gonna pick up and it's still the late 90s because I'm okay with that. Or is Hey Arnold, like, in a dead-end job
2: where he does nothing but have to deal with sexual harassment all day?
1: No. I want – can we just make a movie about, like, like I, I need to see Gerald in a banana costume. I need to set, see them on the train. Like, we, no. <laughs> I'm not a fan.
0: The banana and strawberry. They were the fruits. <laughs> oh, <Okay. laughs> That's right. Okay.
1: Yeah. I was like, what? What? Banana? Oh, never you, mind. You have think about it. <laughs>
0: Other options, way, include, <laughs> other options <laughs> include using potatoes, beets, or molasses. If using rye or wheat, first the grain must be mixed into the water and then heated to create a wort. We've talked about this in the brewing process before. Wart, work, wart. work, The heat breaks down the starches into fermentable sugars, which escape the grain and move into the water. Next, Which, one, oh,
2: um, one thing that they don't mention here, it says the heat, it's not just... The heat that breaks it down, it's also, as we had talked about before in the brewing episode, it's the enzymes that are actually in those grains to begin with, the alpha amylase and uh, beta amylase that break those starches down into sugars. Oh,
4: okay.
0: Next, the wort is drained, and the ensuing liquid becomes the ferment for vodka, also known as the wash. For potatoes, the procedure is the same. Just mash the potato. Mm. Mm-hmm.
3: Mashed
0: potatoes. <laughs> mashed alcoholic potatoes. Oh. mash the potatoes I'd, to facilitate the heating <laughs> and conversion of the starches. I've, and had, if you're...
3: I've had mashed alcoholic potatoes. Instead of using water, we poured beer into it. Mm. It was delicious.
2: It sounds, actually. It what sounds kind of really beer? sounds really good, What actually? kind of beer?
3: No, like, um, uh, I think that one we used New Belgium. Oh, really? Mm. Like I was, I had I guess a twelve pack. We were just using for some cooking beer.
0: Oh, I was just you had me thinking about it. I was like, oh man, you put some uh, oatmeal stout on that.
3: Oh, yeah. All right, we're gonna have a we're gonna have to have a a cooking episode sometime.
2: Cooking with beer for (laughs) sure.
0: Okay, following Uh, if
2: you were going to do a potato vodka in your professionally licensed distillery. Um, you would want to make the like mashed potatoes a really thick. I mean, a really thin mashed potato mixture, and then uh, you may actually even want to add in some after you cook the potatoes. You would maybe want to add in some grain in there, like some barley, uh, some pilsner malt that has high enzymatic activity, and that way it could help break down those starches into sugars as well. Oh. See, if now, you were in a licensed facility,
0: yes, if you yes. so were licensed,
3: not out not out in your backyard
0: or in your Correct. bathtub. Correct. Do not do that. We do not condone that. <laughs> Following the fermentation <laughs> process, the wash is put into the still and is run once through a reflux and at least twice through a pot still as mentioned uh, I hear above. reflux in like I can just feel it in my chest. <laughs> as mentioned above, the more bubble plates closed off in the reflux still, the higher the proof and the less the flavor. Also, some people might choose to filter the vodka through charcoal. Pretty much everyone does, which adds a slightly smoky flavor, but also gives vodka its crisp taste. It is known for. Finally- so, charcoal and activated activated carbon and
2: charcoal a little bit different. The smoky flavor most most don't actually go through charcoal; they go through activated carbon, right? Like uh, like a Brita water filter, um, right. which will about any flavor, but if you're actually sending it through... We talked about this earlier, Chris, yeah. with the, um, the, the <laughs> not-Kingsford instant <laughs> whatever.
0: Yeah, uh, don't forget. You, you can't but. go buy a bottle of Tversky <laughs> in a bag of Kingsford and get top-shell <laughs> vodka out of it.
3: So what you're telling me is I could, I could take vodka and pour it through a Brita filter.
0: Yes, yeah, that no. is actually what we're telling you you could do. You could go buy a plastic <laughs> drug plastic jug of travarsky and dump again, it through
3: again not 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 that we're condoning
0: this not that we're condoning oh you actually this. could do this oh yeah that would this be good. is this is legal you just dump okay. that jug through there and every time you filter it through it is going to improve the purity of that vodka and you pour it through 3 4 times you're going to have close to a top shelf vodka coming out yeah, yeah. i mean Can that's pretty much sec-
3: let me take a second and explain when Tito's became a higher shelf vodka. Yeah. Like so... first of all, if you're gonna name your vodka, don't call it Tito's. Like that's that's um, that's the worst like branding name I can think of for vodka. You know what I hear when I hear vodka? Russian sounding names. Or things <laughs> that make me think of the cold.
2: Yeah. So Tito's was one of those vodka companies that started out as a small batch, you know, really tiny, doing it in like, you know, microbrewery, even smaller than microbrewery size. But they've really like they started out in sixteen gallon pot stills on on like one little guy's garage basically. And now they are expensive. Exploding. So they're on a 26-acre operation doing 850,000 cases a year, and that's uh, that they, they've grown 46% in basically five years. Yeah, they're, no, uh, People People would come up to me a lot and go like, you all have Tito's vodka? No.
3: No, we don't. Why not? Because yeah. like, it's one in every 500.
2: But still... <laughs> They're like so. I mean, they're they're they try to pretend that they're small, even though they're, they're this huge multinational company, right?
0: Anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, back at the topic. Back at the topic, <laughs> we'll close this off. Finally, the spirit will need to be cut since the spirit is distilled at a high proof, usually around one ninety proof or ninety five percent alcohol needs to be cut down to your preferred taste. Most vodkas are cut to 80 proof or 40% alcohol. It needs uh, Vodkas tend to be clear and are not aged in barrels. Naturally, there are exceptions. And you will find a few distilleries abroad who will flavor and age their vodkas. Which resemble, oh
3: my god, that sounds amazing. Which resembles
0: <laughs> more of brandy. And this is not an option in the U.S.
3: I don't uh. care what it's more of. I want it. <laughs> All right. Someone find me where this is at. Probably France. France will probably get get me hooked up with this.
0: It says brandy. Okay. They're right. the alcoholics that came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so that'll that'll do you on how to make it. But I believe we have as listed notes listicles. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: So uh, you know, do I need to getting that clickbait.
3: I need to turn and cough. Like this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whichever one um, you want to start with first, but yeah.
2: So not only when you talk about when you talk about what you're putting into what you're mashing, what ingredients you're using to make your vodka.
3: I'm mashing potatoes. You can use potatoes, and then
2: I eat the, I'm like eat the leftovers you can you can use wheat you can use corn you could use anything that can produce starch which then could produce sugars and and you can use uh like rum you can use a, like just straight sugar if you wanted to
3: now now but, what i want is a really salty and peppery potato vodka that
0: just because be good. now it's like
3: yeah because i like my mashed potatoes Load it down with salt and pepper mm. the
2: most expensive mixed drink i ever had um which was a very simple. It should not have been as expensive as it was, but it was in a Ritz. No, was it Ritz? It was in I think a Ritz Carlton hotel bar that I had to drink and I paid way too much. I think well, it was a seventeen. There's your problem. Exactly, <laughs> uh, like a seventeen dollar martini, and it was yeah. made. Yeah, right. No, uh, all right, out
3: out of the podcast. After (laughs) a long
2: evening of drinking and you get back to the hotel and you're like, I just want one more drink. Can I get a martini before I go to the room? And you don't even ask the price at that point. And then you get sticker shock. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I walk in and on their special menu or whatever, they had a a special martini. And it's probably one of the better martinis I've ever had, actually. And it was absolute papar. It
1: better have been.
2: (laughs) Right? Absolute papar mixed like a standard martini just shaken like a dirty martini actually um with a blue cheese uh, a string of blue cheese olives inside so it was like blue cheese hot sauce mixed type thing it was really good no i don't like blue
1: cheese but i I think with vodka and the olive thing i may actually try that yeah i could
3: see that at the same time i'm not big on the olives that said Uh making a dirty martini it's it, it makes it much easier to make because I don't have to feel as bad about what I end up pouring out. Because if, if you're doing a regular martini, like you do like two ounces or so of, of the liquor and you end up with like, it's not quite near the top of the glass and you're like, oh, they're getting, they're, they, they're going to feel like they're getting hosed. You dirty that up. Oh, look,
2: everything looks so much more full. <laughs> you're getting so much liquor. Um but, but with that it's it's a flavored and and probably an artificially flavored and for seventeen dollars I probably could have bought an entire bottle of absolute papar. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh but you know. No, no, I'd bet that I'd run running about uh twenty five to thirty five probably. <laughs> well for two martinis I could buy the case of olives as well that they have in the back.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh yeah, really good drink if you ever want to mix that one up. But anyways, on the on the brewing side of things, a lot of craft brewers are getting into making distilled spirits, which includes vodka because it's the easiest of all the spirits to make. Um, right. There's no aging that you have to do. It, it, as soon as you are ready, you can make. If you have a beer that has too much bitterness or it doesn't match your um, doesn't match your taste taste panel correctly then you can just send it over to the distilling side and they can take that beer and, and turn it into a vodka with no flavors whatsoever in it after they distill it a couple times. Hmm. So here's, here's like the, the eight breweries um, as of uh, last month, the eight big breweries that are also distilling spirits. And number one from uh, Kinston, North Carolina, was Mother Earth Brewing Company. Is
3: that number one or is that number
2: eight? I don't know. What okay, order let's called. go eight. I'll, I'll say that's eight. At this hmm. point, we'll, well, it's a, it's it's, a countdown. We'll do, there's no really, there's no L- real L- listicles. Typically, go in ascending order. So. There's no numbers beside of them, but we'll say we'll say it's number eight.
1: I've never heard of this one, but I love their like their um, art. I guess the label I, looks yeah. pretty great. I have
3: been staring at this picture for a solid five minutes. I just realized it's a woman's face. Oh yeah, it is. Hey. I <laughs> was looking at it for
0: the first while, thinking it was a mustache.
3: Like, yeah, no, I thought it was, like, some weird, like, mustachy, hairy kind of thing. I was like, maybe there's a fish in there somewhere. What am I looking at? And I finally could see the face, next, thanks to the negative space and all that.
2: And I was like,
1: oh. I still don't see it, actually.
2: So currently they're bottling a gin, and they're trying to tackle whiskey, but not necessarily. They just say it's whiskey. It doesn't say it's bourbon, so...
3: Yeah, well, you know, they need the corn mash amount and And they need years. to, uh,
2: yeah, if they're using a uh, barley base, 50, 51% barley instead of corn, yeah, um, definitely not there. Oh, that's,
0: that's what it is. I always hit that backwards. And they need warehouse uh, space in Kentucky, and they need the water filter. Oh, no, filters. actually, that one's not
2: necessarily a national
0: requirement.
2: No, national no, it is. a national requirement, but it it's, is.
0: it's a personal requirement. It is. It has to be filtered through Kentucky's natural limestone <sighs> shelf. Or it is not valid as bourbon.
1: (laughs) Some places at least recognize that. Take that to the
0: grave.
1: Look, I, I personally
0: agree with you,
1: but... Technically, yes.
0: Note, that's why bourbon was originally all from Kentucky. Because of our fine limestone shelf.
3: Which I found I out
0: in one of our podcasts that we have a fine limestone <laughs> show. It is apparently very fine for filtering water. Very fine. <laughs> All
3: right, so what's, what's right.
0: next on this list?
2: So, moving on, next is a whiskey, uh, well, not a whiskey necessarily, but a uh, brewery that I have actually had, I uh, love their beers from up in Michigan. It's New Holland Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm so they excited do... about this one. <laughs> They do all kinds of uh, distilled products. Um, I mean, some of their beer is strong enough to be liquor.
3: Privately. It's getting up there, yeah. Right,
1: and like they have so many. So there's on the link, the links on these article on this article. Oh my gosh, I'm actually drunk. Sorry. Uh, the The links on this particular article take you directly to the spirits um, section, I guess, of these breweries websites, mm. and. Um, the uh we were kind of going over this a little bit before the show the craziness of how many new holland and actually another one down on the list has i just i was like i didn't even know they made these <laughs> so it was bad enough that like we was like i didn't know that these existed compared to like the number that they have is insane plus i really want to try really strictly for the name because new holland has the uh the hatter series yeah, um, the White Hatter, the God, good Lord, there's like a billion. Um, or yeah, five. Mad
2: Hatters, they're standard, and then the White Hatters, the I think weeded. White um,
3: Hatter, Black Hatter, Red Hatter.
1: It, yeah, there's like a series of them. So they have um, in the spirits the Hatter Royale, which is a hopped whiskey. Mm.
3: Which I want a Hatter fantastic. Royale with cheese. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So Some of that series so. gourmet. <laughs>
2: The one of these that we've actually had of all these whiskeys that have been, or all these these distilled spirits that have been made by beer companies, the one that we have had is this uh, New Holland's uh, beer barrel bourbon, um, aged in barrels that used to hold Dragon's Milk Stout. Uh, what do you mean? We? I don't. Have you not had this? Was it just Chris um, and me that had this? We had it Maybe. at his house. Uh, well, yeah, no, that, that might have been just that was when we drafted. Draft, so you need yeah. to have some of this. It was in the yeah, movie. Yeah, draft. No, you like, still have you that bottle,
0: right? You, like you still have something.
2: Oh, I've got a half a bottle less still. I have, I don't oh, touch yeah. that unless it's like special that occasions. Stuff yeah, no, no, it's exquisite. it's fine.
3: You guys hate me. It's cool. Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's one of really the, good though. Um, next up is Ballast Point Brewing Company, which is uh, okay. based Did out of California, of course. That's what they
3: actually because like they. You know they've got like gins
2: and vodkas oh. and rums,
3: all from from this place. Yeah. So um, whiskey. Like we mentioned yeah. the Hatter stuff, but like the whiskey's the one that you guys have had. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, out of New Holland.
1: Yeah. yeah. They definitely yeah. have a vodka, and it was Duchess. Duchess. So Duchess. Their
3: their gin is called Knickerbocker, and yes. they have a brown gin. Uh, yeah, barrel I'm aged gin. About it in
0: that picture,
3: and I'm like, I don't normally like gin. But you barrel-aged something.
0: <laughs> you're going to make a Kentuckian very interested in it really quick. Well, and and you know, mm-hmm. you you already trust the brand, so you're just like, oh. Dump hmm. it in White Oak and we're instantly <laughs> I,
2: interested.
3: I don't know. Who, who was it that made Pilgrim's Dole?
2: That was them. Yes. That was
1: them. Oh, was it? I
3: semi-trust the brand. <laughs> oh, whatever.
1: <laughs> whatever. I, I just... I right. was, this article was so surprising to me because I didn't realize... I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, look, breweries are making spirits. I guess I didn't
2: realize the extent of it.
1: <laughs> it gets like, crazy
0: later on. Like, but... looking
1: through this, I was like, holy crap.
2: <laughs> yep. Um, it all depends on the state that you're in, how the licenses work out. But right. um, if you can get a license that lets you distill and brew in the same facility, then you're golden.
3: Yeah, no, you're... Uh, sorry, I was about to make some very inappropriate... <laughs> comparisons about how good you were going to be, and I was like,
2: "No, we don't want that explicit label." <laughs> fugu. So next up, fugu. Ballast Point Brewing Company.
1: Yeah.
2: We're uh, the the what what was their vodka that they
0: made there? Fugu. fugu? That's, yeah. I have a whole line
1: Fugu vodka. They got Fugu uh, Habanero, Fugu uh, Jamaica, Fugu Pina, mm. and
0: then
1: regular, just straight vodka from Fugu. fugu. No, no, you're you're
0: skipping one.
1: I don't know how to say that. I, I know. That's why I'm calling you out on it
0: because you're skipping it because you don't know how to say it.
1: Horchata?
0: No, I, horchata. Horchata.
2: Oh, horchata. Um, it's a uh wah, wah. Horchata. <laughs> it's kind of a, a milky um, South American, maybe just Mexican, but I know it's at least South American drink. Okay, so um,
1: description. Most oh, authentic oh, Mexican um, Mexican cuisine north of the border. Uh, Cachaca. Is that what you're thinking of, Casey?
2: No, 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 not Kachasa. It's, it's spelled uh,
1: H-O-R-C-H-A-T-A.
2: I, I, I don't know where you're getting this.
1: So this is, this um, point. served up at...
3: It's uh, non-alcoholic,
2: usually. Horchata is non-alcoholic. Oh, okay. It's, it's oh, like, okay. Yeah. No, I just
3: meant, like, the article I'm looking at, I was like, it doesn't have that anywhere. If you click
1: on there. the link that has, it just says the name, that actually takes oh. you to the spirits section of the brewery's, um, site, I guess. Ballas
3: Point has the best. Are you 21 and older? I know. Thing. Just one button. Yes. All right.
1: You're like, one right along. Here. Um, like, we, did, we technically did this. Um, so, this says it's got spicy habanero peppers, creamy hortata, and oh, God, what is that? Our aguas frescas with sweet Ooh. Jamaica hibiscus or juicy pineapple. So A world-class vodka infused with local flavor. So everything about this pretty uh, much sounds great. (laughs) Fresh water. You guys said
3: piña, so I assumed that one is just all about some pineapple. I do also want to point out...
0: Uh, uh, No, it's
3: a vodka, so you can't make pina coladas out of it.
0: Ballast Point knows the differences in their whiskeys. Because they have a single malt whiskey. It's called Devil's Share. Well, all their whiskeys are. They have Devil's Share bourbon whiskey... And then they have Devil Share Moonshine whiskey, mm. White Lightning. Also, they're canned liquors.
1: I'm still. no oh, we talked oh. about that before the show, and yeah, I was that, like, "What is this?" They have that in
0: canned like the, the, the cocktails, cocktails
3: from uh-huh. Ballast Point. So, so when you find this link, because this link's going to be in the show notes, correct?
1: Yeah, it's already it already is. Yeah. Yeah.
3: No, I mean not not the Ballast Point one, but when you you go into that one, that the article, the eight breweries that are also blah blah. Has at the top just pictures of canned liquor?
1: Yeah, it's and so weird.
3: Part of me is like really pumped about that because it's so novel to me. It's so new and right range. I I
0: I have to try some at some point
1: just because right like you
0: can get a can yeah. of rum and coke essentially.
1: Yeah, so it's th- it's the three sheets um, branding that they have. Um, Ballast Points, uh, I guess they're it's their rum. Is no three connection
0: sheets. to Zane yeah, you know, Lambert. Like right, right. Zane, you know else? She said <laughs> Not, three sheets, and I hear, ba-dum, ding, ba-dum, ding. <laughs> Not ba-dum, Zane, ba-dum, Zane
1: ba-dum, Lambert. Ba-dum. Um, but three sheets, rum and cola. Like, one thing in a can. All yeah. right. And I'm like, yeah, they got, they've got a
3: They've got a
0: Old Grove gin and tonic in a can. So.
1: Yeah, and then they've also got rum and ginger, which actually sounds pretty interesting. I don't even like ginger.
0: Canned Bloody Mary. I can't think of a better way to start
1: the day. Like, Ballast no. Points selection of all this stuff is
3: crazy. Man... The more I learn about Bellas Point the more I love them and the more I'm sad that everyone <laughs> at the top just left.
1: Right? Here's- this is yeah. the worst time to have this this realization about their um That, their that liquors. they were in
3: fact the best. Uh. And
2: here's here's the thing with these canned cocktails that I don't understand. Well,
3: I don't, I don't understand, understand how they're getting thing?
2: away with this.
3: <laughs> okay, so I've I've had one cocktail in the past. Casey, you bought it, and it was a cucumber something or other. Maybe a gimlet, maybe a martini. Yeah,
2: cucumber gimlet. One cocktail, you said?
3: Yeah, like it was everything in a can because you left it in my in my apartment, in my fridge. Oh, yes. And it was I, a, it was I a opened, mojito-esque
2: sort of thing, yeah.
3: It wasn't a mojito-esque sort of thing because it was disgusting.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> like I tried it and it was like. I had to pour it out. I usually will never pour anything out, but this was just god,
2: god awful. So here's now, that
3: said, it wasn't rum and coke in a can. So
2: right. Um, here's the thing that I I don't understand because when I look at these, I see okay. Usually, if it's a. Hey, a flavored beverage in a can or something that can be sold like it's beer it usually has to be made with as far as i know you has to be made with a beer product like it has to be a malt liquor that you then flavor that's how we get smirnoff ice and that's how we get the flavored smirnoff it's made like a beer and it's not a distilled product that's come that's that brought back in and mixed in the bottle it's it's a beer like product made with very light flavored malts that's then flavored artificially. Oh, um, how you get Zima. Loco. Yeah, and Zima was made the same way. It's, it's a, an artificially flavored beer product. So I don't understand how they're getting a cocktail in a can legally, how they get it through. I would, I would love to know if somebody knows, right. let me yeah. know. Um, I,
3: you know what? All I can think of too is, um, uh, when I mentioned Zima, all I can think of now is that that's going to be how I dictate whether someone, uh, how old someone is, is when I say Zima, and they go, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, because you don't hear it
0: anymore it at all. They don't Not around it.
3: anymore.
2: No. It was
0: only around in the it, 90s. It
3: made, yeah, they haven't okay. made it since, like, 99 or whatever.
2: Crystal Pepsi will be available this no. year. <laughs> okay.
3: No. None of that. Let's move on to the next item on the list.
2: <laughs> our one of our other favorite breweries, Dogfish Head Craft Brewery in Delaware. They have a uh, uh, distilling company as well. They do uh, a gin,
1: um, um, and they
2: actually add hops to it.
1: I'm going to share this link. So, unfortunately, so they, the okay. link that for so the articles link to the spirits part of the brewery's website on this one is broken for whatever reason. Mm. Um, so I just shared with you guys a link, and I'll put it on the show notes as well. well um, they only uh, have the... three. They have a vodka and two different kinds of gin. See, yeah, the story mentions they
3: only make two kinds of gin and one vodka.
1: Yeah, that's The article
3: it. does mention that, it just doesn't tell you what it is, because they're yeah. apparently pinecone-loving... Sure. ...something. I don't know. But they, they, it, this article is a lot of gin. Okay, <sighs> Two of, the, two of the things have been, gin I'm just, I don't like it. And every time I see it, I'm like, get this out of my face. It's so um, funny. Um,
1: so if anybody, this is, okay, digression. Uh, oh, we haven't
3: digressed enough?
1: Right. No, no, not enough. Uh, so I just listened to the new, uh, it's not new at all, uh, a uh, newer episode of the Stuff You Should Know podcast. And yeah. stuff it was about.
0: Should Know. Yeah.
1: It was about lighthouses, yet they had a huge digression into gin. And, like... <laughs> like you do. Right. I was like, okay, so I don't feel so bad now. Um, <laughs> but they, they had this whole big discussion about it and everything. So if you're into gin, I would highly recommend that episode about lighthouses. It's nothing to do with <laughs> gin. Nothing to do at all with gin, but it's wonderful to hear them talk about it. I'm like, I kind of want to try some gin now, I guess. Yeah. So, anyway... Brittany, how so, much do
3: you how much do you want to take like some like pine saw and spray it on your
2: tongue?
1: I've had okay. Well, you know what what got me motivated is when we tried Mad Tree's um, juniper. Uh, not the beer. same thing. It's not, but gin is super heavy juniper. I mean, obviously, Sa- Sati and Sati and Jen, while sharing
3: similar characteristics. Yeah, not not even quite. In I've had room.
1: gin, but literally the only time I've had it in my life was mixed with a, a lemon lime soda of some kind. Like I don't even know. I'm assuming it was mixed with like Sierra Mist or Sprite or something. That's I don't a even remember. Like it. With. it w- my only time having it was my 21st birthday in college, in our suite, and I was like. Uh, Which was sure. just before
0: that bust I mentioned earlier It was like the day
1: before, like <laughs> calm down And then um, I I don't even rem- like I remember the taste vaguely Because again, 21st birthday <laughs> It was a while right. ago So I didn't hate it, but I was like This is weird because it just kind of tastes like lemon-lime soda
3: <laughs> Yeah
1: It was a weird taste All right.
3: So All wait, right. what does Anchor Brewing have?
2: So let's get. We've got. We're, we're getting a little long here, so I was. Uh, we're right through we're these last two. People. Anchor Brewing Christmas Spirit. Brittany? The, 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 Christmas,
0: the Christmas Spirit.
2: Oh, yeah. they're seasonal.
1: That looked wonderful. Um, I don't know. Did they have a vodka, though?
2: I didn't. Uh, I didn't jump through
0: their website, so I don't know. Well, the Christmas Spirit. Oh,
1: no. Okay. The thing about Anchor was, though, that they have. So so many Any
3: and everything
0: spirits.
1: you want. <laughs> like Anchor is ha-
3: apparently all about getting you riggedy riggedy wrecked, son.
1: Basically, they have so they have absinthe.
3: They have
0: five they have different absinthe. Cognac,
1: they have bitters, they have gin, they have liqueurs, they have
0: uh, rum, tequila, vermouth. Like it's in insi- like No, it needs to be stated. They don't have just single offering of these. Most of them they have Five or more offerings of these. It's, it's so they actually have two
1: different vodkas. They have the Hophead vodka and Carison's Gold vodka. Hmm.
0: They have ten different whiskeys.
1: Yeah. yeah, but so so notably, just because of the name, because we've talked about on the show before, the Anchor um Christmas Ale, which is a, a, a slightly different recipe every year, but they try to say it the same as most as much as they can. um But so they took they kind of took that idea in the spirits direction, and they have Anchor Christmas Spirit, which is I mean you kind of have to give it to them on the name, but yeah. Um, I really want to try this. I have never seen this before, though, so I don't know how likely that's going to be. And it sounds it sounds great, but, I mean, it's, as you I think it's mentioned earlier, Casey, it's it's pretty much Everclear. Like, it, yeah. at <laughs> no point does it mention what this spirit is. It's just like, <laughs> it's a white, clear spirit. Deal with it, essentially. Yeah. Low
2: ABV Everclear. Yeah. All right. Mo-
1: no. No. Mo- moving on real oh, quick,
2: because let me just- I just... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say let me bust on through these because we're better. Oh, here. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Because the next thing is, is, is Rogue, and they're all about, like, oh, the, yeah. the article talks about their their whiskey, whatever, yeah. and it's not like their, they say try their their voodoo maple bacon vodka. So that's yes. a vodka for sure
2: that I want to get into, a flavored
0: vodka. But, at least. I'm not saying uh, when we go west we're <laughs> going to be scoring as much of this as we can. No, yeah. okay. We're rum so. runners. That's the thing that's gonna happen.
3: Yeah, no, you're Smoky and the Bandit. Um, it's
0: up to you so, all to decide who's who.
3: Well, Smoky was the guy. Anyway, um, Rogue has their their cocktail thing as well, and they're their single malt vodka sour they have here. It's a ounce and a half of the Oregon simple uh, Oregon single malt vodka. One ounce of lemon syrup, an ounce of simple syrup. Uh, sorry, one ounce of lemon juice, one ounce of simple syrup, and a half ounce of red wine. I'm looking at this thing, going, mm. "I drink all kinds of that." <laughs> you drink, yeah. That milk
1: their shake? their recipes were
3: pretty
1: great for the drinks. Yeah. But no, I
3: just wanted to get that little recipe out of the way because I'm looking at that thing, going like, <laughs> "Now that." That's a drink.
1: Rogue has a pretty good selection. It looks like, um, I, yeah, the, the everybody has seen. I I would assume um, the voodoo donut uh, ales that they have. I was trying to remember like what kind it was. I think it is an mm-hmm. ale.
0: Um, yeah, they transition right? between the different styles.
1: Yeah, so they have a couple, I believe, of voodoo donut ales. So it appears also that they have a voodoo donut. Vodka, which mm-hmm. is the make it. Oh my god, I'm drunk. The bacon maple vodka.
0: The naked bacon. <laughs> I mean, <laughs>
1: go either way. It's fine. It's
2: nitrate free bacon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, um, but yeah, the bacon maple vodka, and uh, also the label looks kind of awesome.
0: Um, the suggested cocktail with this spirit is. The deja voodoo. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, but now that looks great, and I really want to grab a bottle of that when we're out there. For
0: sure. Voodoo
2: oh my bacon. You all some cash to pick me one up as well, because I want that. Voodoo
0: bacon <laughs> maple vodka with coffee liqueur, pure maple syrup, milk or cream.
1: That
3: sounds mm. great. <laughs> sounds sounds pretty good. Right that's that's a bit of the hair of the dog right there. And yeah.
1: this is this is the beauty of vodka. You can mix it with all of this stuff, and it is. Wonderful, I'm sure. Yeah. There's no, I mean, it it nothing takes about the flavors
2: that. really well. Yeah. So, what's oh. next on this list? Uh, just running through these. Twisted Manzanita, which I uh, think Manzana is apple, so that may be Little Apple, Twisted Little Apple, yeah. L's and Spirits.
3: They, okay. Yeah, they make, it doesn't say on the list, but they make a uh, uh, a orange vodka made with fresh oranges.
2: Oh. Nice. So. And then uh, last on the list is the Depot Craft Brewery and Distillery. So, after running through those, a big list that I did want to get to. um, Not really a list, actually, but the awards from the World Spirits Competition, which are pretty high honors. I did want to go through the flavor vodkas and the standard vodkas, the top awards. And it's kind of funny that we keep seeing pineapple because New Amsterdam Pineapple Vodka, a fairly inexpensive vodka at that. Took the platinum award, Ciroc Pineapple Vodka took the gold award, Um, and then with uh, along with the sort of the same yellow flavors, the Deep Eddy Lemon Vodka.
3: Well,
2: pineapples yellow and lemons are yellow. I
3: know. Um, Like I I hear just yellow, and I'm like,
2: nope. Okay, (laughs) not like my journalism. Um, Deep Eddy Lemon Vodka, and uh, with the silver award, and then bronze was Ozone Blood Orange Vodka. But I guess the as far as vodkas go, um, it's the what you what you put out there is the the standard the the very basic vodka is really where everybody looks because you can add flavors to whatever, but the basic right. vodka shows your skill. Um, so the best of show was the platinum uh, level vodka with. Uh, Spiritual Vodka from New Zealand.
4: Hmm.
2: Then gold was Bever- Beverin Vodka from the U.S. And then silver, which is the vodka that I normally purchase. Russian Standard. It got the silver silver award. Uh, hmm. Russian Standard Gold. And then Mainstay 54 got the Bronze Award for that one.
1: Hmm. That that all makes sense to me for some reason. We're number two.
0: We're number two.
1: (laughs) Two. I would trust a Russian vodka
2: above any of these, I think. Uh, uh, Not necessarily to go through the entire list, but something we can include if you want to go through the list. So vodka, a really weird thing about it is it's supposed to be neutral. It's supposed to be flavorless. It's supposed to be tasteless. It's supposed to have nothing extra in it except for just basically the flavor of ethanol and a little bit of water added in there. So what is really confusing is why vodkas end up being very expensive but it has a lot to do with how vodkas um, want to portray themselves. if you if you make the most expensive vodka in the world then you get to be put on a list like this one of the 10 most expensive vodkas in the world let's just go for like the top few um Coming in at the bottom of this tin list was the, a magnum sized Grey Goose vodka, but you get it in like this neat little bird cage, comes in at 815 bucks. That's expensive for a magnum size. Like normally it's 160 bucks for a bottle of vodka Holy from Grey Goose like that size.
3: Well, I mean, uh,
2: you're you're also paying for the cage. That's exactly what it is cuz the the vodka doesn't change. You're paying for the fact that you've got this nice pretty cage that oh, I paid Nearly a thousand dollars for this thing. That's it, you know, it's a maybe show-off it, piece. Maybe it twists off because I'm looking at this thing going. I don't know how you open this. <laughs> um, another one that you can get at some bars by the shot in Las Vegas is Stoli Elite. It speaking of uh, three sheets, it did appear on one of Zane Lamprey's shows, and I don't know which one it was.
3: It's either three sheets or Drinking Made Easy.
2: Yeah, it was in the U.S., so whichever one that was, uh, I think it was Drinking Made Easy. Um, $3,000 a bottle and uh, it, it's by Stoli Stoli Shnaya um, so it's a pretty expensive bottle of uh, vodka for something that is supposed to be exactly like all the others
4: um,
2: and then I wanted to go with the highest the most expensive on this list which is called Billionaire Vodka right um, <laughs> in the article it actually says it's BS uh wheat-based spirit filtered through diamonds to remove the impurities, right? So this is the one we talked about earlier in the episode.
0: Yeah, how are you filtering through diamonds? It's just going to cascade off. It's not really going to filter.
2: Yeah, 5-liter-sized bottle adorned on the outside with 3,000 diamonds and faux fur. Because I really want fur on the outside of my liquor bottles. Winter is coming.
0: You know, if it's uh, if it's reindeer fur. <laughs> it's, um... Yeah,
3: maybe it's so you can get that that taste of the old unfiltered style of
2: vodka. So yeah, could be. But uh, price range not anywhere near. Well, I'll make it an entire lifetime, most likely three point seven million dollars for a oh. bottle of vodka. Uh, just because of what uh, what's on the outside of the bottle it has nothing to do with what's on the inside. You well, know
3: what's on the outside and how they filter it. It costs. Uh, oh, it yes, costs it, diamonds to put that in there,
2: right? <laughs> like you can't just rent those or something like that. I um, mean,
3: I'm knowing what little I know about the the, the diamond trade.
2: Probably not. Yeah, you, you you buy them for life. But I thought that was a little interesting um, to to kind of look at the most expensive vodkas because vodka is supposed to be the same, tasteless. Um, you know that sort of thing. One thing that we don't have on the show notes, but I did want to go into was flavored vodkas and uh, what you can do at home. So if you want to make a really good flavored vodka, don't go to the store or if you want a really good flavored vodka, don't go to the store and purchase a vodka that is lemon flavored. Don't go to the store and p- purchase a vodka that is uh, vanilla flavor because those are made with artificial flavorings or natural flavorings, but it's still a flavoring component. It's really simple to make vodka at home that is flavored like how you want it. Um, if you want vanilla flavored vodka, go buy a couple of vanilla beans and throw them into a fairly inexpensive bottle of vodka, and then you have a vanilla vodka. After I don't know, two weeks, you'll have a really good vanilla vodka um, that you can use in recipes or you can use for mixed drinks, um, whatever you want to do. If you wanted to go with a lemon vodka, take the outside of a lemon and and uh use a zester or use some sort of of peeler and take off just the outside not the white part but the outside of some citrus fruit throw that into your bottle of vodka it'll extract the flavors makes a really good flavored vodka that way hmm. there you go
3: all right then all right well, i think that does it for this this long topic <laughs>
1: yeah. it was much more it was a much um, like more content-rich episode than I thought it was going to be.
3: Yeah, I was afraid it wouldn't be super, super long because we're not the biggest vodka-drinking crowd.
1: No, but it, there was a lot of um, a lot of history, a lot of content that I didn't expect, but it worked out. Far, le-
3: far less stuff of me trying to read from the Cyrillic alphabet. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, does anybody have anything else to add about the topic?
0: No, but um, I think we should go back and redo the uh wheat beer episode just to put Bob back through that.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> that was the worst. <laughs> it,
3: was, it wasn't the worst. Let's drag you through the like cold. That, no, that's the
1: worst idea. Like that's no one it, it wasn't to do the that. worst,
3: but I mean there is like I, I don't own a gun, so I can't, <laughs> you know, blow my own brains out.
1: <laughs> right. I and mean, I mean, obviously. Um all right.
0: You only need to rent the gun.
1: Well, if we're good on the
0: topic, <laughs> oh my
3: goodness.
1: Uh,
0: we uh, can go Maybe right... you'll
3: let me go to the
1: shooting range. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, if that's it for the topic, then we can go right into the feedback. Yes. All right.
4: We got one!
1: Okay, so we got some feedback from Brian from Denver. Um, it was a, it was a rather, I just p- kind of picked a snippet out of the email that he sent us. It was mostly about, um, our trip to the West coast. So, um, but specifically regarding our wheat beer episode, he said, it was uh,
3: neat, it was a neat email. Like, especially when he got to this part, I was like,
1: Oh, good. So yeah. Really yeah. me. <laughs> You're like, anyway, uh, <laughs> So um he said, You mentioned that the syrup with Berliner Weiss sounded odd. The first time I had it was it was in a German restaurant and they offered it with or without syrup. Uh, said with and it was amazing the raspberry flavor that they added. So um if you've had a lambic, it's bas it basically tastes like that. Also, no, since I'm not a sense. fan yeah, I'm not a fan of very dry sours, like Berliner Weiss or Gosa or, the, how do you say that, Goose? I'm going to yes. go with Goose. Um, the flavoring kind of worked for him, he said.
0: Okay.
1: Um, which sounds, I, I, I want to try it. Like it, I, I'm i completely open to trying it, but um, I don't think I've really had the option to.
0: So... Yeah,
3: there's never been somewhere that's like, hey, I got this syrup for
0: your... Your wheat beer. Right, yeah, even yeah. Uh, the Hofbrauhaus House doesn't offer a syrup yeah.
3: for wheat. offer a Berliner Weiss?
0: Yes. Do they?
1: Hmm. See, I don't. I wouldn't, I didn't
3: I, every time so. I go there, I get the Dunkel. Right. Like, so you it's <laughs> you're a kind seasonal. Of like, of, you're like, anyway, it's the Dunkel. seasonal.
1: Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, because they. they Hofbrough House changes their beers monthly. So yeah,
3: it's, it is yeah, it's likely that. So it's that's not the a
0: same. seasonal, it's a monthly. Oh, every yeah. month. So it's a.
3: Man, I need to
2: live closer to the Hofbrauhaus. <laughs> right. right. Um, with a Berliner Weiss, it is technically a sour, but you could make it in the kettle so you don't actually have bacteria floating around your brewery. So that wouldn't surprise me if that was the only sour they did, was the Berliner Weiss.
1: Right. And, and you know, that one definitely has the German, German roots. Um, <laughs> uh, he also mentioned, so um, the bulk of the email was in... Uh, suggestions for the Denver trip. And so he mentioned to us that some great breweries around Denver to check out and he said um Epic, Breckenridge, Dry Dock and Avery. And I kind of forgot that Avery was yeah. in the Denver area for some reason. I don't know why. Um but we actually do plan on going to um we plan on going to Great Divide. I know that and he had mentioned that in the email too. Um but we're we going to go to Epic
0: Epic is on the list. Yeah, yeah, because it's
1: it's really close to Great Divide. I think
0: downtown. We're going to be staying downtown, yeah. so we're very limited. Avery is just outside of town and going to be just out of our range. Sadly, I don't
1: think we looked up the Dry Dock
0: one though. No, we haven't looked up Dry Dock yet. But Breckenridge is also just out of our range. They do have. This is unfortunate. Uh, I do remember. I think uh, they have a tap room or something right downtown. Because I mean,
3: how great would it be to get some some MVP, like practically straight from the yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, when since the whole trip for us is a uh, is a road trip, um, once we get into the major cities that we're going to, we're going to try not to have to drive around all over the place because we only have one day, really, to do much of anything in these places. So, um. For Denver, even though we're going to be in Denver twice, um, we also have that new Belgium tour already scheduled. So we're kind of limited to range um, because really we're kind of killing ourselves <laughs> with with the driving. So um, we're kind of we're and we're going to be around the uh, the Sixteenth Street Mall um, area in Denver. So uh, as far as where we're staying. So the some of these places are just kind of just outside the reach of where we where it was practical to stay. Mm. Okay. But yeah, but he did offer um, the the email was full of, of really good suggestions. Some of which we already looked into. Some of which we definitely try to go to, and some of which we hadn't even heard of. So we've kind of looked it up and tried to add to the list if we could. Nice. So um, we definitely appreciate the feedback from uh, Brian from Denver. Um,
3: yeah. yeah, no. Uh, I got to read most of the email. The the uh, syrup thing was the only thing that that applied to me because oh
1: yeah, Casey had noted people, that
3: because people are going to leave me
0: all alone here in Kentucky. We we will hang out you. Okay. Yes,
1: yeah, so we're going to definitely make sure we get a hold of everybody as much as we can. Um, I mean. Crap. This is like one of our last big vacations. So. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just what I
3: was like, I'm going to vacation.
0: No, no, no. I'm going to insistently say it is not a vacation. This is a trip.
1: This is, it's a, yeah, okay. there, there, there's not going to be much of a vacation if when you're most on. of the sleeping is going to occur. If when... you're
0: on vacation. You get to sleep past sunrise. <laughs> we'll be up before sunrise <laughs> yeah. all, every day for two weeks. All road oh. trip, all the time. Never mind. I don't want any part of this. It's I only mean,
1: it's a vacation from work, but like it's yeah. not it's not a, real, a lounging kind of relaxing situation. To
0: be fair, it is sleeping in for me, considering I'm usually up by two in the morning for work.
1: Right. Mm, okay. Um. But yeah, so, but it, it's a, it's the last big vacation we have before babies, and then we'll have. We still have Nerdtacular, at least, that we'll all be going to. So right. that's something to look forward to. So what's yep. the name of this syrup?
2: Oh, Woodruff, yeah. It's a, uh, an herbaly type green syrup that's usually flavored with the Berliner Weiss. So between that and what uh, Brian had, which was the raspberry syrup, those are the two most common syrups for the Berliner Weiss.
3: It hmm. was a raspberry baby, You were just waiting, were you? Just... <laughs> you
2: knew it was coming. That meant this
3: time to transition into the next bit. Drink
0: with me, friend. And indeed we, there we have.
1: Go. No, I'm already very drunk.
0: Because I'm of your second one.
1: There. Because of the second one, which is my new favorite It hit me number. like a
3: truck, I will say we... that. Oh my god. <laughs> We're gonna have a joke about this and a callback, but I'm gonna let you guys talk about what you're having first.
1: Wait, why? Why is it a joke?
3: No, just talk about what you're having. It'll make sense in time.
1: Uh, okay.
3: No,
0: no, no, there's nothing. Just go. Okay. Well, Wade, go ahead. What was the first? Okay. No.
1: You had? Yeah. Okay. So to be fair, we so we I, I've actually we've both had two things because we had to share that the second one was a bomber. So the first one I had. Was um, this is actually I think the first Ugh. beer I've ever had from them. Um, this is a very disturbing label, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's from Off Color Brewing, and the beer is called Apex Predator. All right. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's a farmhouse ale, so or a, a saison t- type of saison, really. Saison. And saison. it's a six and a half percent ABV. For some reason, it's got the gravity on here, which is interesting. It's 14p, and then 25 IBUs. That um, yeah, doesn't sound
3: like the right measurement for gravity. I feel like it needs to be a Newton's. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: I'm not sure. Um, it's got a lot of details on here that is never like on any other beer
0: label ever. <laughs> That's what I like about their labels.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's got a lion on it, and the lion is holding up like an X-ray. <laughs> Of his body, and there's like a little mouse in his stomach or because something. Off
0: color uses so, a mouse for all their labeling. There's a so mouse doing took, something. He took
3: he took the thorn out of the lion's paw, and he just went, "No, screw you! I'm eating you."
0: I guess,
1: but um, I I uh, it's odd because I don't really like tart beers very much. I'm not a fan of sours generally, um, and a saison typically is sour. But for some reason, the farmhouse ales specifically don't really have... They're a different taste to me altogether. I actually really liked this one. But it was bothering me because it... it and I still can't pinpoint the taste. It tasted like something very specific that I could not figure out what that was. <laughs> it was driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm still not pinpointed it. But it's... um, It was really good. I would recommend it... Um first thing i've had from them i believe and big fan um i my my favorite farmhouse ale though is still from omegang um Mm -hmm. gosh i think it's i'm sure it has a huh
2: is it hennepin
1: yes yes i was gonna say i'm sure it has a name to it um but yeah the it's just their farmhouse ale and i think that's my favorite one but
3: hmm? well i was gonna say is it just me and this is more directed toward casey um Saisons are not that far on the sour end of the spectrum, are they? No, they're not.
2: Traditionally, yeah. uh, and this may be an, an episode all to itself about farmhouse sales, but Saisons yeah, were were, were brewed. The, it's the I don't think it's French. It's probably uh, Belgian Name Saison means season. And right. so um, the lore of it is that the farmhouse would brew beer in the winter, bury it in the garden or, or where they were Working on the farm, and then the next year, whenever the farm hands were working the ground, they would dig up the beer, drink the beer, and so it's a little bit bacteria laden, but it's more funky bacteria rather than sour. Right. Okay.
1: And I think that's probably why I prefer. It's still. I feel like it's still in the general like sour category, but I think that's why I prefer the farmhouse ale to some of the other. Sour styles. It's fine.
3: I'm just trying to give it context for like how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you do not like sours typically at all.
1: But I and, like farmhouse ales. Yeah.
3: Right, and I'm usually all for a sour when I get a chance.
1: Yeah, but I, I think you would probably like. I mean, I don't know if I'm you I'm not saying want... I won't like this one. Oh either. yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're usually pretty open to stuff. Um I would I would recommend the Oma Gang one, but this one is uh, it's really good. It definitely tastes very different from the Omegang. Gang, but um and again, I there's there's a weird distinct flavor to it and I just cannot pinpoint what it tastes like. Anyway, so what that was, was
0: the f- the rate beer on that one.
1: Oh, um actually it was really high too. The rate beer score on that one was 95. Um I don't think that's too far off actually. Uh, it was really good. I would I would definitely drink it again.
0: But what What is it that seems to have riggity wrecked you?
1: No, yeah, so I'm definitely drunk. So uh, this is—I'm going to put this on my new favorite beer list. (laughs) So this is the one we had to split because it's, um, you know, one of the bigger bottles.
0: And I only could bring myself to buy two bottles, and one will be cellared. There's another bottle. One's one's aging for the next ninety years. I know. Guess. Go ahead and guess. Guess where the other bottle is. Go ahead. Come on. Guess. Is it? Is it in the cellar? I'm is it gonna, in the
1: closet? You know, on the show account, I think I'm just going to Instagram Trap the, the picture of this freaking closet. Um,
0: we need to have a closet tab on the... <laughs> I know. You can't see the uh, cases of beer laying in the floor, it's though, so because I've now insane. discovered a place where they're like, oh, yeah, $13 a case, and then it's like not bad beer, and it's beer that's not past its date, and it's beer that can problem. be cellared, so it's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Okay, so anyway,
1: so we're both drinking this one, and I'll, I'll let him get into the, his like his first one or whatever. But um, no, this is amazing. This is definitely amazing. It is a collaboration beer that I've always wanted to try from Stone and Will Wheaton. <laughs> it was not specifically Will Wheaton. It also has uh, Drew Curtis and Greg Cook. Yeah, So, so Wootstock. It is Woot Stout, yes. Woot Stout, that is. Sorry. Farking Stone Farking Wheaton Woot Stout. Uh, it is a Star Wars themed uh label. It is absolutely <laughs> wonderful. There's there's a lot confusing about this. Yeah. Uh it's thirteen percent ABV. Um this it- is a pint, this whole this bottle here. Um Ale brewed with pecans, wheat, and rye with one quarter aged in bourbon barrels.
0: Mm, it is delicious.
1: It is wonderful. <laughs> I've got for a those? friend that's
3: had like some Woot Stout aging and we've been waiting for the chance to break it open and I just like stop waiting. Get it now. There's now, no there's no better opportunity.
1: The thing with the Woot Stouts is they this? They definitely change every time they're yeah, made. It's different yeah. every year. This is the 2016. Um, and on, on the bottle, interestingly enough, it actually says drink fresh or age at cellar temperature. And it's got a little temperature uh, rating 55 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Um, contains pecans and wheat. Uh, if in case you have allergies or whatever. Who would have thought? Um, contain um, wheat tons. Oh. It does contain mm-hmm. um, so there's this like massive description and whatnot. I actually okay so female weird taste buds
0: the description is actually weird the taste of a Star Wars crawl opening credits crawl
1: yeah so but no I want to know what your first impressions were because I got a really weird taste but like a good but weird because chick I guess I don't even know um or because me
0: for a bourbon barrel stout it it does have an odd quality in the first few drinks, but then the booze. it is very boozy. Uh, the booziness will take you over after the first few sips, yeah, and right. then you kind of lose all the stout, malty flavors, and but then the booze takes it.
1: Was there any kind of taste that came to you initially? A flavor, let's say.
0: Nothing incredibly off. <sighs> okay. What are? What did you taste? <laughs> Can it be said? So I got. <laughs> is it PG thirteen? No, it, it's just he weird. He tasted the cock.
1: <laughs> it's it's not it's not it's not My like cock, that I mean, kind of mooster, obviously direction. It's just it's odd. Did you taste happiness?
0: Chicken tastes like chicken. Taste like chicken. <laughs> it tastes like happiness.
1: I got <laughs> hair penis. A um and the, the pecans makes make more sense now to the flavor because I was like this is like a I, I, that's what supposed... I
0: attributed the off flavor to is because the pecans and I right. can't recall having had a stout right. brew with pecans, pecans before. And
1: anything. Um,
3: I mean, you know, I want to have a stout brewed with pecans, yeah. ways, put it in a cellar where I can't get to it.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: till Oktoberfest.
1: Um, so I no got probably not until like
3: Oktoberfest giving from now.
1: God, let's not even. Um, my first reaction. Hazelnut flavored Swedish fish. Let'll take a second. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know how to properly respond to that. Hazelnut,
3: I yeah. Know.
0: I can see that. I can see getting that it. There's a definite nutty quality. Yeah. that's no, coming no, across. No, we're going to go beer. with
3: go home you're drunk. <laughs> but no, the
0: Swedish <laughs> fish thing go home you're drunk. You're not wrong, Go in the other room. You're drunk. Go to bed. You're done. Every time... Eat some some cinnamon graham crackers and go in there.
1: (laughs) Every time I take a drink, I swear to God, I get a back note of Swedish Fish. I have no idea why. I can...
0: Okay, I'm not getting it at all when I have it, but I can see, like... You being able to pull a licorice out of...
1: And maybe it's the licorice thing. But it's not like a black licorice. It's like a good licorice. So... Maybe, <laughs> maybe she's already
0: oh, pregnant.
4: She
3: is bad. Just, maybe she's already pregnant and it's screwing with her taste buds.
1: Well, it's not. She might you know, be. Don't say that. That's not funny. Because
2: um, <laughs> she is drunk right now, after all. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's true. true. No, uh, heart
1: no but... okay. It, weird taste buds aside, I... God, if you can find this, seriously, get it. Get maybe three of them. You know, I'm just, <laughs> let's just be safe about this. Uh, go ahead and grab it and, and age one, drink one now, whatever you want to do. But it's delicious. It's one of um, my favorite beers, I think. I'm just going to put that on the list.
3: All right. It'll nice. get you drunk. You heard it here. Uh, yeah. Casey, want to go? Do you want me to go? Uh, Which or no, man, Chris, maybe. Chris? you still have stuff to talk no, about. no, you go. Okay, um, Brittany. The, the joke before was that you're like, "Oh, I'm 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 so drunk. I've been drinking straight vodka this entire <laughs> so episode." You guys
1: are actually themed to the episode. I so. am like three and a half drinks in.
3: Um, I have been drinking some vodka that has been staying in my apartment for a very long time. I've lost track of when I bought this, uh, but I bought, uh, I've got gray's Grey's Peak small batch vodka. Uh, it is actually among the vodkas I've I've had, one of the better ones. It's got, I mean, it's fairly clean, but it, it does have a nice Christmas. It's, it's, you know, I guess, I guess assumingly charcoaled to mm-hmm. get the right sort of, you know, crisp flavor to it. Um, it is, I would say, best served on the rocks or chilled. Uh, I mean, theoretically, what I've had the entire show is a very dry martini uh, on the rocks. How dry? Uh, I don't own vermouth) <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's on the lower side, right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit.
0: <laughs> I like that response. How dry? There was no.
2: I dry. don't, dry. don't <laughs> even own vermouth.
1: <laughs> that wasn't the thing. Where it was it? What is it that you like? Look you at get the picture. The, you of get the, the guy? picture of the man yeah. who
3: invented invented vermouth and stir it while you look at a picture of him. I didn't quite go that far, uh, but. But no, it's it's been enjoyable. But if you're wondering why, by the end of the episode, like we're rambling and I'm just just not helping at all, and try I'm drunk.
1: Oh yeah,
3: Uh, I'm I'm far gone, guys, and it's been it's been a ride. (laughs) Why we're long?
1: Right there with you.
0: (laughs) Ground control to Major Tom. Oh, Chris, what are you doing? Okay. What are you doing tonight? Everyone already knows what my chaser was. The, uh... <laughs> the woot stout? The, the woot stout, which... There's no creeping up on you. It doesn't hit you on the tongue, but yeah. Oh, it God, yeah. it just It just jumps up and hits you in the face. It's like, nah, you're drunk. Suddenly, drunk. It's <laughs> suddenly drunk. <laughs> uh, no, I started off with oh, a... A wild, a
3: wild woot stout appeared. It uses... Get your riggity wrecked. It's super effective.
0: <laughs> it is super effective. I'm not wrong at all. I started with Lake Erie Monster from Great Lakes Brewing Company, mainly because of the label. It's amazing because it's got a big like hydro creature coming out of Lake Erie. I'm always kind of, I'm mm. always a, a general fan of Great Lakes Brewing. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. never had a bad thing from them, and they're their Blackout Stout, one of the best non variant stouts you can have just if you want a great stout bam right there but uh this is an imperial indian india pale ale at 9.1 percent so (laughs) i i chased a 9.1 with a 13 you started
1: off (laughs) worse than i did (laughs)
0: uh ibu's coming in at 80 and the rate beer on it was 97 and it's very well deserved
3: so ninety seven so beer good yeah 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 <laughs>
0: yeah 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 it's really it's not good. bad no no, no 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 the uh yeah it deserves the ninety seven it's really really good and I can't praise it enough the woot stout is I'm afraid that can will become in the following years just a catchy yearly release considering will Wheaton's you know, like nerd culture hype that he has about him. Mm-hmm. But the beer is good, to be fair. But, <laughs> I mean, yes, right now I didn't job. have it. I haven't had past iterations. The first time I've had it, delicious, amazing. And if they keep, they need to keep changing it. It doesn't need to be the same beer every year. Right, but we're to- and we're totally keeping this bottle. Well, Will Wheaton's a. On record home brewers, so I can oh yeah, he has a series of uh, videos on YouTube. You He's can actually look like
1: up. a big deal with the beer
0: stuff, He yeah. does it with it's, Stone, it's like he a just big deal, kind, yeah, of kind of a big of. deal. <laughs> but them in his backyard, like the guys from Stone, come over to his house, oh, yeah. and they just, yeah, yeah a really good video. video. They have a whole really video of series of them just brewing in his backyard, and the dogs are like coming up and sticking their noses, <laughs> yeah, in the batch. Oh. It's it's really great. All right. But no, Taste if you it. can score a bottle, yeah, go for it. I
2: mean, and, and we've we've left out. So I think pecans came from Stone. What were the three things that were in it in the the boot stout? It was pecans, stout? bourbon barrel aged, and wheat.
1: Wheat. Wheat. Uh, we, wheat so and rye, actually. The,
2: the wheat was wheaten Stone through came in with the pecans because he the uh, I think it's Greg Cook. I think it's Cook. Yeah. It um, he really liked pecans and what – but the and, – and I think this is worth mentioning because of where we're from. Um, the bourbon barrel age comes from the Farking part of it where our Feld – no, was it Senator? Senator uh, No, he
3: was running for governor, gubernatorial. Was it
2: a gubernatorial candidate? Yeah, yeah um, founder of Fark.com. Oh, founder yeah. of uh
1: Drew Curtis.
2: Drew yeah. Curtis is a Kentuckian from Lexington, Kentucky. So probably within, I don't know, probably within uh 30-minute drive of you is where he's living right now, Bob. I'm like two degrees of separation from him.
1: Yeah, he, right. it actually says on the, on the bottle, like, um, he is the reason the pecans were added.
2: Okay, and so aging, there we go. The,
1: aging the bourbon in the, in the bourbon barrels as well.
2: Perfect. So, so actually, the bourbon barrels and the pecans. I knew it was one of the guys that they really like pecans. Um, I thought it was uh, Greg, but uh, I guess it was uh, over on the uh, Drew Curtis side. But yeah, so, uh, worth a mention to to say that a Kentucky guy, along with that, um, the founder of Fark.
3: We need another initial in our state's abbreviation because I can't, you know, do the the USA chant with just K and Y. <laughs>
2: Uh, you can if you add the university in front of that. U K Y. No,
0: you can just do Northern <laughs> Kentucky, N-K-Y, NKY And I feel like hot beverages and Jerry Facts will be the only people chanting with us. Wow.
2: <laughs> so along with uh, Bob or Justin, um, I am also not on beer tonight. I'm on vodka. Uh, I decided to make some mixed drinks. So early in the night, I started out with the Moscow Mule, uh, two ounces of vodka, with a uh, half of a lime, uh, muddled that together, and then on top of that, uh, I think it was Crooked Tree uh, ginger beer, hmm. and uh, really good, uh, really good combination. With that, White Russian, uh, an ounce of Kahlua, two ounces of vodka, and whatever it, yeah, whatever it took with the heavy cream. Hmm. To mm-hmm. uh, to cover the top,
3: that's a that's a heavy white Russian. By yeah.
2: Way. Oh. Uh, also, instead of milk, using cream.
3: No, I mean like your pores.
2: Oh yeah. Well, I mean.
3: Also, you
2: can <laughs> set, hear it right now. Huh? I am. Also, the dude abides.
0: Uh, the dude abides. <laughs> Speaking of which, I was waiting um, for that. Really. Cruising Reddit earlier, Jeff Bridges wants to see two sequels to The Big Lebowski. Oh. Really so shoot high. Maybe has you no one.
3: discernible point there's no never mind
2: <laughs> uh last drink of the night uh, dry vodka martini with um, a good long count of vodka over ice shaken and then poured in no uh <laughs> no no stirring, no stirring. The, definitely you, shaken with vodka. you went
3: with a you went with a a, a james Bond martini then yes, mm. definitely.
2: Uh, and no vermouth at all. Did you at uh, least look at the picture? No, no, no. Didn't even do that. Very, very dry martini. Uh, yeah. uh, vodka of choice tonight was Platinum, seven times distilled um, wow. vodka. Uh, so I
3: mean, if, if I mean, if that's a thing, this one was five times distilled. The Grey's Peak
2: that I yep. had. It's a cheap vodka, a fairly cheap vodka. Because that's why I have it. no, no, no. My, the
0: platinum. <laughs> oh,
2: I meant mine. No, no. He's <laughs> either
0: he's, way. He's throwing some mud there, talking some serious yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Throwing yours out there. No, my the platinum's a fairly inexpensive uh, vodka. It's a cheap vodka, but at the same time, I don't pay for expensive vodka because there's no <laughs> discernible difference in flavor, especially when mixed.
3: Because he owns You're just a mixing of- it. Why pay for a
0: heavier? Exactly. Might be for a more expensive yeah. version. He owns a bread pitcher. He can just tune it up.
2: <laughs> Along with that, platinum vodka, which is I think nationally available, is produced by the same company that does Buffalo Trace bourbon. Oh, huh?
4: what up? So, it go.
0: is there to be go. said uh, they do their uh, not Brewmaster. What would you call him? Wheatley huh? at uh, Buffalo Trace. Head, oh, distiller? Uh, head dis- distiller? Head
2: master distiller. Master,
0: master distiller. distiller. Master. Yes, uh, he did start his own label of vodka out of Buffalo Trace called Wheatley, Wheatley Vodka. Who oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh,
3: runs distilling town?
0: <laughs> Wheatley runs it. Oh, At uncle. least for us. <laughs> I forgot about that, yeah.
2: So under the uh, the scores for that one, um, 40% ABV, IBUs is zero, and rate beer score is the infinity symbol.
0: So I was going to ask you, but I was going to be like, so that rate beer score.
2: You divide by zero. It works out. (laughs) You
0: divide Um, by zero and the world ends. Are you sure there's no hops in this
3: vodka?
2: (laughs) Pretty sure on this one. Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) So yeah, it was the Rated wrecked episode.
3: (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, I came off a very long day of work, so... Yeah, no, there's no justifying it. I'm just an alcoholic. Oh uh, yeah. Any, anything
0: else going on? Um, I think we'll just reiterate uh, for those of you West Coast, uh, especially in especially in the Denver area. Uh, me and Brittany will be in Denver, and we will be doing a tour at New Belgium September 9th at 3 p.m. is when we are scheduled. We will hopefully be there early. Having a few drinks and hanging out. If you would like hopefully. to come, just hop on to their website and reserve your spots. We would love to have anyone else in the area go with us on that tour. We especially after doing the episode on New Belgium, we just can't wait to see it.
1: I say hopefully, like we're literally driving from Salt Lake City mm. to to back to Denver that day.
0: So like that morning, we're hopefully leaving early.
1: We get there on time.
0: No, we we sacrificed going to Uinta for this because yeah. no. no, we're in Salt Lake. We're staying like less than five miles from Uinta, but they won't be open in the middle of the night, so we can't go there because <laughs> right. we're going to be in Salt Lake for like six hours, long enough to yeah. get a nice good nap in. <laughs> oh, okay. Otherwise, we'd go to Uinta as well. That's right. just not in the cards.
1: There any other right. or... Oh well, you know what? Um, we do actually. So we updated the calendar on the website to include um, uh, Maya and Chris's trip, as well as Oktoberfest Cincinnati, which oh, is coming man, up. If
3: there are people we knew. America's Oktoberfest. In, the, in, Octoberfest. A, in a, if there are people we knew in the northern Kentucky, the southern, southern Ohio, Zinzan- yeah. east,
0: this east, western oh. other areas. This is one of those events. Um, if you've actually hung in there for the hours of the episode to this point, we will assume that you like hearing our voices. God, I'm so sorry. If yeah. you're on, I will say if you're on the <laughs> East Coast, West Coast, you may think about it as well. This is the largest Oktoberfest celebration in our country. We so, we
3: love we love rolling through this place with a giant crowd.
0: Oh yeah, we've already got um, 30 people I think signed up coming with us on this trek.
1: Now, so the the warnings for this are, which we've we've one of which we've mentioned before. We we get there when it starts because the crowds will get insane after four p.m.
0: It gets unruly. It gets crazy. We're there when taps start, and plus you're there at ten a.m. to see a drunk Drunk Jim Cook at ten a.m. stagger up on stage. Now, to take the first drink. So the other important on the thing, Saturday of Octoberfest. Yes. yes
1: so yes. this is gonna be September seventeenth. The other important thing is that this year, because of um the new streetcar in Cincinnati, Oktoberfest has moved. It is no longer this year at Fountain Square, which is where it has normally been held for many years past.
0: Well it ran uh the length of Fifth Street for how many? It was like six or seven blocks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Starting at Fountain Square, but it has moved to Second and Third Streets between Walnut and Elm. I think.
1: So it's closer, not in, but closer to um, the banks area of Cincinnati, which is closer to the the Ohio River.
0: It's the ballpark. Um.
1: Yeah, closer down to the uh, the the ballpark and the um, the stadium. So. It's, it's something to keep in mind. Um, there's There might be some parking issues, you know, may or may not be. So just this year, some things have changed with it. I would, I would recommend going – I don't know if they've updated it yet, but double-checking on the um, Oktoberfest Cincinnati's website if you are interested in coming because there might be some uh, changes. And especially, I know that it affected one of our friends. Um, a lot of people hmm. used to get a room at the Westin Hotel – which is which overlooks Fountain Square. And um, you may want to look into other arrangements just yeah, because of, of the moving location.
0: Yeah. yeah, because it's a it's not cheap's rooms there. I mean, and he specifically got rooms overlooking Fountain Square because that's where like you'd be they have all kinds of competitions and things going on all day and night and you're just you just have to walk to the window and you can look out and see what's happening. But they've moved it, and when you're paying four hundred dollars a night for a room, and that happens, you're going to be a little salty. Yeah. yeah. This, this no. announcement happened. So.
1: Right. No. Um, this announcement happened within like the last couple of weeks. I want to no, say. No, it
0: happened last week, I believe.
1: Yeah. So really recently is right
0: layout. about a month out.
1: So at this point, we're not aware of exactly what the layout is going to be. So it's just, again, I would recommend kind of keeping a monitor on. Um, the Oktoberfest in Zandi website. Um, usually, they post this kind of map that's going to lay out all of the booths and and whatnot for the event. Yeah, no. so, yeah. Although,
3: so, if you do feel like coming out, enjoying the, the the largest
0: Oktoberfest in the in the states, is that is that correct? Still in the country, I, I think and so. It's, it's tied and still considered uh, the largest Oktoberfest outside of Munich
1: yeah even if those numbers are slightly off, Jim Cook from Sam Adams is there. The mayor from Munich, Germany comes down for this event like it it's, is still a huge deal
3: it's it's a it's a huge event if you feel like coming out for it we'll be you know we we'd love to see you out there let us know and we'll we'll
1: you know give you hugs yeah we will definitely meet up we're all about it um we get there when the event starts around eleven am Ten. Um, 10. Is it 10? Oh, yeah, we, okay. we get there at 10 a.m., but it, I don't think it starts until, like, 11, 11.30. It doesn't Please. tap until 11.
0: Yeah. We're there at we 10. We start
3: our day drinking early. Besides, what's better than some breakfast Metwurst? Mm. Right.
1: Oh. <laughs> so the event is really going to shape up this year because of the location change. Um, it's an entirely different... Um, like, we were talking about earlier, like, there's like no sun cover, really, this yeah. time. Oh, like, Fifth Street runs we'll right it. downtown
0: yeah. of Cincinnati, and the skyscrapers all block the sun, except for, like, at dead noon. Yeah. But this is open. These streets are open just outside of all the buildings. Zero protection from the sun. You're just going to be out in it all yeah. day. People are going to die. Yeah. <laughs> So Namely like you. I'm I'm
1: definitely like make Namely. sure you wear your Oktoberfest hat kids. All right. Well, I think that does it for announcements.
2: Two uh, two more things on oh. on my end. Um, number 1. So the Smithsonian has just recently announced <laughs> a job doing oh, research right. yeah. into craft beer. Check that out if you're interested at all. We would love to have a have a drink and have a drink uh, listener. Be the person that gets a <laughs> Smithsonian job researching beer for the next three years, but it's like a 65000 a year job plus benefits. Um, That's
0: right. I forgot to apply for that. I have a you feeling it's going to gonna be someone PhD sure. that gets that. But yeah, that was going to be a news story until you know I saw that uh, another head brewer and half a board left a brewery.
2: Yeah. Right. So uh, look into that if you're interested. If you got a degree in history and food, if you've got a, a degree in business, you know that's what they're looking for. The other thing is the Beer and Sweat 2016 competition uh, put it, put on by the Blotterian Brewing League in Cincinnati. I will probably be there to judge. Um, if you're interested uh, to you know go up there and steward or, or judge beer, uh, drop me a line at at Casey Price on Twitter. And uh, we'll see if we can get together and and go up there together or something.
0: Stewarding is fun, I can say, from experience.
2: Yeah. I haven't got to try stewarding yet, but I look forward to the day I can. Yep. August 20th in Cincinnati.
1: All right. So um, remember to check us out at haveadrinkshow.com. You can find each of our respective untapped profiles there. And the show's social links, so Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and um, but yeah, just look for Have a Drink Show as the username for any of those social networks. Um, if you want to submit feedback, uh, like Brian from Denver did, or uh, you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, anything really, use the email feedback at haveadrinkshow.com, and you can also use the feedback form on the website to do the same thing.
3: I'd like to say we love all of our listeners equally, but those of us to give us feedback, we love you more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as always, we'd lo- we'd like to thank Alan Robinson for the show music and Lynn Peralta for the album art. Uh, you can find links to their stuff on the episode pages on the site. And uh, please remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher, and please rate us on iTunes. Uh, there are great ways to help let other people know, uh, you know an easy way to spread the word as it were uh the links to subscribe can also be found on the site
1: all right so check us out in another couple of weeks for the next episode once again i'm brittany lee walker
0: i'm justin frazier i'm christopher walker and
2: And i'm casey price Price. we'll see you next time
0: (laughs) Bye. bye